hello and here we are once again we are dice lore and we are here returning to the polo as we play a prequel one shot as we see what happens to people who were on the polo beforehand um this is <laughs> we're professional this is our halloween one shot as a consequence um we will be diving into some potentially nasty and descriptive scenes and events. Uh, so your content warning is there's probably going to be a fair amount of body horror in this as we go forward. Um, there will be gross scenes, gross depictions, bodily harm, things like that all abound. There may also be um, mentions or uh, suicides within this. It's hard to say until we get there. Uh, we did have a suicide in the last one, so it's not out of the question that'll happen again this time, but we'll see. Um, and for the players, if there's ever a scene where it's too much, you know, always just let me know. Uh, hopefully I'm not crossing any boundaries, but just, just tell me you want to tap out, and I can end the scene and we don't even have to go any further. Or you can tell me, back off, and I will ease up on the scene and be less descriptive. Um... But yes, with that out of the way, we have our... Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. I will be running this one shot. I am the game master, John. Uh, we have Amara, Lee, Ryan, and Haley joining us for this. Love Good you, afternoon. Buddy. Hopefully we have no issue finishing this today. I do not expect us to continue to the second one. So, if everyone's ready, uh, let's get into it then. Unless anyone has any questions before we start. None whatsoever. Okay, perfect. So, as I said before, we are returning to Apollo. Before, things went completely sideways as we saw them in our previous one shot. The Apollo is a cruise ship that is basically a flying city. This ship sails the stars in our solar system. It is as large or larger than Manhattan Island and has a massive amount of people residing, working there. It has been in flight for several decades at this point, and it is a mark of opalescence and engineering marvel. Right now, it's somewhere floating off approximately around the orbit of Saturn, but not close to Saturn. Uh, it's been a few months since it last docked at one of the moons at Saturn, and it's going about its way, and the people there are living their lives day to day. Our players will be playing four people who work on Apollo in the private commercial sector. Uh, they are not employees of the ship. They work for private businesses that are run on the ship. Uh, they basically service people who are guests on the ship, acting sort of as a ways to encourage tourism on the ship, but also extended stays. And you all work in the sector of the ship that's referred to as the Hermes sector which is where the vast majority of malls and private businesses are located, and also where you all reside and have your own small 
cramped apartments. Small box, one room apartments where everything is compacted. Your bed folds out, your kitchen extends out and that's her way to really minimize the amount of space that you take up. It may be a bit claustrophobic for some people even, but it's the reality that you all live in. And it's always busy. There is an abundance of people that walk around the ship. Um, be it people who work there and make their living on the ship or people who are guests and tourists that come to visit it. Because, as I said before, while Apollo is a city, it's also a hot tourism spot and it makes a lot of its money for people coming in to visit Apollo. So, the first place we'll visit. Let's zoom in as we go in through one of the districts in the Hermes sector. The Plutus district, which is where everyone's located. The first place we come across is a coffee shop, a barista. And Haley, would you like to describe what you envision your place of business as? Yeah, so... I imagine this coffee shop is super clean, crisp, like trendy hipster cafe. There's barely a hint of color in the entire establishment. The only color comes from the bags that the coffee is stored in and plants. Everybody seems like they're both happy and upset at working there. And um, there is not a shortage of tattoos, piercings, um, the accessories in general. Uh, at the same time, everyone, no one has a very peppy exterior. It's uh, a very weird place, but it's what a lot of coffee shops in trendy cities look like nowadays. <laughs> so what I'm what going is the for. name of the shop? Uh, Vista Coffee Shop. Okay. And you can introduce your character sure um my character is carmen lopez she's been a barista at vista for about five years now uh she hates her job but she loves coffee and she barely sleeps due to all the coffee she drinks so she's got a little bit of circles under her eyes that are masked with lots of concealer and then heavy eyeliner around her eyes um she has gauged ears long black hair, and uh, is often wearing a beanie because her hair is dirty. Okay. And yes, your shop is relatively busy. You always have customers coming in and going through, and you're servicing them. It's a typical day for you as you're going through this. You don't have any particularly problematic customers, but you do hear the occasional chat in the backgrounds from other customers as they're going through or just the gossip going around there's talk of a sickness that's going around that nobody really has a name for at the moment people aren't sure if it's a cold or something more severe um, and people aren't even sure if it's a thing yet it's still really early in it but it does seem to be the hot talk right now and what does that make your character feel when you sort of hear this? You've been hearing a little bit of it for the last few days, but there's been no formal announcement by the ship's administration. 
She'll probably um, take a shot of elderberry extract tonight with dinner. And uh, just she's a little nervous about it because she likes her body to feel very healthy, but um, very healthy minus all the caffeine she drinks, obviously. But she doesn't like to, you know, take any medicines, and she's kind of anti-Western medicine. I guess if I can describe it in that way, because this isn't really. I mean, yeah. this is the Apollo was built on Earth. So a lot of concepts may have changed over the 300 years that it's sort of 300, 200 years. A little loosey on that when exactly the Apollo launched from Earth, but it did launch from the Earth as we know it. So. Um, but yes, as you sort of continue on your day, we kind of wander through some of more of the halls around the Pluto's district as we get closer to a convenience store where we have Ryan's. And if you could take a moment to introduce your shop and then your character. Hi, good day, and welcome to the convenience store. My name is Larry Needlemeyer. I am currently operating the convenience store after having almost every other job on the Apollo. Uh, right now, I'm currently servicing this location as it is the best convenience store on the entire ship because I'm working here. Um, as you can see, everything is very clean, orderly, and stocked completely because basically I never leave. A as a construct, I don't really have any need to sleep, but I do go back to my cubicle and then come back to work uh, about after an hour and a half. But, you know, I wake up, I take a shower, I go to work, I go home, I go to sleep. I wake up, I take a shower, I go to work, I go home, and I go to sleep. And then I wake up and I take a shower and I go home and I go to sleep again. That That is to say that I've, I, I'm, I'm really good at my job. I just really want the raise. I've been told that, uh, that Wilfred Humphreys was going to give me a 15 cent raise if I worked really hard. And I've done a lot of other jobs. And now that I'm here, I, I, I feel great. I feel like this is the one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working here at the convenience store. So if you need anything, I'll have it for you conveniently, whenever you need it. What would your character look like? Larry has a very peculiar look to him because he is a synthetic, but he also has really been programmed to be as humanistic as possible. Uh, the the character art that I have for him, his facade does look like he's made out of cardboard boxes, but generally he he thinks of himself as more human than most people. Uh, though he is not actually. He has kind of a mascot-y appearance. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. But he, he believes himself to be, you know, as good, if not better, than the organics on the show. Okay. Do you think Larry has his own apartment, or do you think he has sort of a room in the back room? I, th I think he basically has, like, a mop closet that has, like, an outlet in, in not the best location. But mm -hmm. he just kind of goes into the mob closet and then for some reason showers, though he doesn't need to shower, and then he plugs himself in for the night. Okay. And uh, do you imagine that the convenient convenience store is mm -hmm. busy? Um, I, I think that generally people on the ship are probably not that interested in convenience store fare. Like if it was a seven 11 with like rolling hot dogs and stuff, like it seems like the Apollo is a little more of an up upper class establishment to the people that are there. But 
it's it's kind of it's like got a few people that love the the, the cold comforts of a convenience store yeah well, i imagine that like a lot of your uh customers are actually other employees who reside here in this district mm -hmm. and you tend to serve them more than you do the actual guests and residents who come to the ship that sounds about right but yeah uh larry is appearing as busy as he can trying to be probably going about cleaning spots that he've already cleaned three times today but there is an enthusiasm to larry as you're going about your business i've cleaned this window already today but i'll do it again <laughs> and let's go further along the plutos district as we come to cybernetics fashion shop as amara if you could take a chance to describe your oh, absolutely. and then your character so i'm cassidy merriweather um i am a virgo sun cancer moon libra rising i manage filament fanciers we are in fact a 3d printing fashion store first of its kind um, I did come with on the Apollo to establish our new flagship store, our first one on a cruise ship in space. Um, I brought with my or brought with me my best friend and right hand woman, Kaylee Kebers. And honestly, we are so excited to be here. Our shop is beautiful, perfectly set. Um, it is very crisp, white, very, very bright, tons of mirrors, and then lots of bright, vibrant colors. We have a whole sampler area where you can see the different materials that you can use to print accessories and ready-to-go pieces as well. Okay. What sort of products do you offer then? Oh, clothing, shoes, accessories. Um, we offer like bags, um, we have jewelry, we have stuff that is custom designed to um, our clientele and then we have stuff that you can custom design um very like interactive process we also have a manicurist machine so once you've got your entire fit picked and you're all ready to go you can go get your nails done and you're ready to hit anywhere on the ship for whatever you're looking to do whether it's your nightlife or um time over by the pool we have you covered mm -hmm. well if oh I believe you said you also sort of manage and like maintain uh integrated cybernetic fashion accessories as well sort of like because it's not uncommon for people to have um oh hands I that have been that. yeah remodeled yeah no um one of our one of our go-tos and it's really cool because we actually work with different branding although we do have our own flagship brand um but we offer upgrades we offer updates we do routine maintenance so not only are we a fashion go-to shop but we will also take care of all your cybernetic needs as well so you will come out looking prim polished and tipped up mm -hmm. yeah and it's uh it is a very highly specialized job as are consequence you're not a surgeon but you do have a lot of similar background as sort of a consequence of having to maintain and deal with people's i would compare it to like 
the difference between an optometrist and an optician. I handle, I don't design the stuff. I don't write the mm -hmm. prescription. I just do the maintenance, upkeep and installation. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think your business is pretty popular. Um, getting sort of these you fashionable accessories, even you get some interesting clientele. Sometimes people have weird requests where they get their hands drastically modified. Those or are even, my favorites. Yeah, there's even the occasional uh, customers who want something quite out there where they ask for a second set of limbs installed. Various things. Your work, creativity, allows for a lot of interesting things to be installed and modified as so, in a sense, the sky's the limit for whatever customers want. And being here on the Apollo, you can run into customers who have very deep pockets, and your business has been doing quite well as a of a consequence. I do make commission. Mm hmm Yeah. You are probably one of Wilford's favorite shops here. As he does... You do lease out to him, and he has a controlling stake in your business here on the ship as sort of the go-to man between the ship and the leasing rights here and yourself. But he seems to be relatively happy as far as you can tell. But beautiful the days go on. And as we pan over and we get to our final player, Lee, if you could take a moment to introduce your shop and then your character. <clears throat> sure, sure. Um, uh, the shop is Fleet Feet Athletic Shoe Store. Uh, my name's Lucas Parsons. I'm 30 years old. I'm the assistant manager here. Um, we have all sorts of athletic footwear uh, available. And um, I, th I think that, frankly, we may have ripped off the technology from filament fanciers. But we do have a 3D um, printing device in the back. So, you know, consequently, anybody comes in um, asks for a size that we don't have. We actually do have it in the back. Um, kind of a little little sales ploy we do. We go, well, let me go check in the back for you. And we come back out with the shoe that they're requesting. And we can keep our, our styles, you know, updated. Um, we stock what was in style when we left Earth. But, you know, as uh, Nike and Reebok and so forth release new styles, uh, we can always have the latest available for people. But, um, I I, uh, I graduated from NYU uh, Film School uh, back in whatever seems like forever now, and, and, and frankly, I thought I'd be a, a well-known documentary filmmaker uh, by now. So um, I am always sort of um, uh, have that on my mind, you know. And I'm, I'm writing a screenplay as well. Uh, it's, it's sort of an epic um, space zombie opera romantic kind of thing, kind of like a Tolstoy meets Kirkman. Um, like Anna Karenina, but with zombies, and uh, it's uh, it's 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 really quite exquisite. I work on that uh, in my free time, and I also do really enjoy um, just wandering the ship with my old uh, Super 8 or my old iPhone. Um, I like uh, I like I like film, you know. I like old uh, old digital technology uh, too. I'm not not into the the whole uh, cybernetic upgrade thing. I don't have any modifications on myself. Um, I do. Uh, also, always have my iPod with me, my old click wheel iPod, uh, listening to some old uh, 90s, you know, Death Cab for Cutie or, uh, or Blink-182 or whatever. Always got that going on in my ear, a little bit of soundtrack. Very retro. 
Also, I imagine it's probably a knockoff iPod because I don't think any iPod would last that long. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Like 200 years later? It's actually a Zune. Did you ever see Book of, I- Book of Eli? <laughs> there you go. Oh, no, I forgot about no, that. But... Okay. Um, how would you gauge business at Fleet Foot? Oh, it's, it's pretty brisk. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, we're on this floating city, right? But, uh, um, people got to keep up with their exercise, right? A lot of mall walkers here. Um, the, uh, I, I mean, to be honest with you, don't tell anybody I said this, but the 3d printing technology on these shoes is not, uh, is not, uh, you know, outstanding. These things, these things wear out kind of quick, relatively. That's why people come to me. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> Okay. And um, so the type of shoes, you think they're kind of more everyday shoes, high-end shoes? Uh, a lot of the cross trainers, um, a lot of, you know, you, know, you got your, you, you walk into like a sporting goods store, uh, you got the shoe section in the back, you're going to find a lot of that stuff here. Not a lot of hiking boots, you know, uh, not, not, mm-hmm. a, not a ton of hiking going on here and a lot of Merrells. Well, although we do have uh, Merrells, walkers and so forth, yeah. So probably you, most of your customers probably come from other employees on the ship. People living as opposed to guests from the ship. I'd say it's a fair mix. Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. We. Yeah. I would say that um, I do see a a good amount of uh, of my fellow workers coming in and out of here, but we get guests through as well. We do get a, get get a fair amount of old ladies. It's the Skechers. Well, they got yeah, got to do the mall walking. Look, new ba- I've new got balance. some retrofit yeah. Skechers. You help me out. <laughs> They're sparkly. Okay. And Lucas, as you're sort of having an everyday. Uh, run at your store uh, with your who would you work with? Uh, PJ I don't remember the last name um, let me look that up I got it right here uh, Lambert. Hmm? Lambert PJ Lambert yeah yeah I believe it's pronounced Lambert <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Anna Karenina <laughs> what did I say, Karenina? <laughs> well, I'm I've always Virginia, said Karenina but... in my head. Karenina, yeah. pulse boy. So, as you're running one of your days at the shop, you can see PJ's out on the floor, and you're sort of situated back near the desk, kind of attending to your assistant manager managerial duties. Daydream. Um. Daydreaming. Screenplay ready. And you you hear the door click as sort of the the tone comes in. You can see a customer comes in uh, wearing heavy shades, um, wearing a toque covering them. Seems like they're intentionally dressed in a way to obscure how they look. And you say PJ immediately kind of gets close to position to sort of ready to engage and um 
after probably not even enough for you to register in the moment, but PJ starts attending to this new employee who sort of comes in. The thing that sort of draws your attention is not the conversation that goes in, but you hear the customer sort of comes in and you hear him hacking very loudly. And um, you, you sort of just pick up the hush conversation between the two of them that's uh, broken by this very loud hacking coming from the customer. It's rough. Well, PJ, don't get too close. Mm -hmm. um, do you... How much do you pay attention to this? Um, if it if it catches my interest to that degree, um, I might pull out my old, my old device and just uh, hit record. Maybe do a little bit of... Uh, yeah, a little bit of documentary uh, B-roll capture here. It's where my mind's always at. And um, maybe kind of mm -hmm. walk up and just uh, take a few steps closer, try to try to get the frame in just right. Mm -hmm. Try well, to compose an interesting shot. As you doing this, you get closer. You can see that the individual he takes off his sunglasses and um, makes his face more visible as he sort of starts to rub it. Um, and then before he puts his sunglasses back on, you actually recognize this person. He's one of the actors who resides on the ship. His name is Chris Thompson. Uh, he's one of them. It's hard for you to place exactly where it is. There, it seems like there's too many Chris's, but he's, you get the feeling he probably plays one of those generic action roles in whatever movies. Probably not in your purview of interest. These are sort of like dime a dozen almost, in your opinion. Um, but you do know he's one of the big names on the ship. Um, and you can see as he sort of puts the glasses on, he looks up and he sees you with your little device and he goes, hey, put that down. <laughs> Chris, how's it going, man? Nope, I'm not paparazzi. Just, uh, no, just, yeah, give me no, that. I'll, I'll give put me it that. No, it's good. I'll delete it. It's gone. It's gone. No, no worries. No worries. Me. No worries, buddy. Um, hey, how can we help you? Is PJ helping you out just right? Give me that. G give you my device? Yes. No, look here. You can watch me <laughs> delete. See, and I will even go into my deleted files and delete it from there. He's going to try to snatch her. He's going, whoa, buddy. <laughs> now, hang on. Look, I didn't give you any consent to record my, me. Yeah, no, it's, uh, well, it's a, it's a public place. There is no right to privacy, honestly, but... I have to There's no file. right to privacy for you, but I'm an actor here. Right. Give that to me, or I'm going to sue. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. PJ, you witnessing this? Um. <laughs> you can see he's sort of putting it together. And he's like, I, I, I don't think we can afford to be sued. Yeah. No. You're going to sue the store. You're going to sue me, Chris. <laughs> goodness gracious you all right there buddy um, yeah you can see he's like trying to cover up his mouth and like there's like 
spittle kind of coming out of it that looks very dark tinged and he goes oh, sweet jesus jesus christ just fucking give me the I phone yeah yeah, yeah i didn't mean to upset oh. you brother here you go here you go you can have it you can have it you can i got see more it, like, just hastily grabs the phone and kind of like screwed for a little bit um he, he kind of goes for some swipes and goes don't fucking do that again as he throws it back to you um You know, you know, I'm a filmmaker, right, Chris? I ain't just some hack walking around taking celebrity photos. Oh, is that? And quite frankly, I mean, you were so well disguised. You were playing the role so well. I didn't recognize you at first. If you if you noticed, I stopped filming when I saw it was you. Oh, so you're just gonna film? <laughs> Can you, you want a glass of water or something, brother? Um, there is like a large and he just spits up this huge amount of phlegm that lands on the ground. Oh, no worries. PJ, get them up. It is heavily black-tinged and has this odd texture to it. And you can sort of see he just... Jesus Christ. Um, You can see he's just immediately... he, He starts waving and just like getting out of the shop after that happens. There it goes. Jeez Louise. I'm from West Virginia. That looks like that looks like uh, black lung to me right there. Uh, PJ, PJ, you want to run back and get the mop there, buddy? Yeah, he's already gone for it. Yeah, good good job. Jeez. What uh what's the matter with uh, old Chris there? One of the, one of the Chris's, one of the famous Chris's. Huh. Well, did he keep my phone or did he give that back to me? He gave it back to you. Um, but I'm as gonna, you kind of see, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take some take some footage of this, uh, take some B-roll of that hot, um, that that loogie there on the floor. Yeah, uh, you can. The phone he's given back to isn't completely clean. He's been like coughing into his hands, and Ooh. you can see there's like it's got a tackness to it from whatever he'd been coughing up. I'm gonna head back to the hand sanitizer station and uh, get some. And get a get a get a wipe from behind the counter and wipe my phone down. Okay. Um, by the time you're already back, you can see the PJs in the midst of um, you. You you real upset him, boss. Well, uh, I didn't mean to. Um, you know, my fault, I guess. I I should have quit filming before it came around the counter. Oh, damn. Well, no worries, PJ. He ain't gonna see nobody. I mean, I, I'm I'm not gonna tell Wilford, but you better hope Wilford doesn't hear that you did that. Well, yeah. I don't know um, what to say about that. This thing is nasty. Um, you can see he's like struggling to even like um. It seems like he's more so just smearing it on the floor. Oh, like the, good lord, PJ, maybe stop. Um, Let me get the gum scraper. The what? The gum scraper. To oh. scrape gum off the floor. It's, a, it's like, an archaic term. Never mind. It was a joke. This is like oily. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, tell you what, tell you what. Um, go grab um, about 30, 40 anti-desiccant packets from the back we'll spread some of that uh, 
some of the crystals down on it. Um, I'm going to go get the, uh, the wet floor, watch your step sign, and uh, we're going to keep the customers away from this area. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, he he quickly goes out watching what you request of him. Are the other customers uh, grossed out by it? Uh, within a few minutes, you can see another set of customers have sort of come in, but like, um, as you sort of put up the sign, um, a lot of them sort of giving odd glances as they sort of walk by. Um, no one is outright questioning what's going on with that. But I think I think that's it for the scene. All right. No worries, everybody. We had a leaky diaper. That's all. Mm-hmm. But is there anything... It'll be a few weeks before we come to our first scene in the game. How do you think your characters sort of spend their day-to-day lives? What does it sort of pick up with? What sort of goes on? As you're going through the week, um, rumors and hearsay of like people starting to get sick and no one really knows what it is or has a name for it quite yet. But what it gets more traction and you're getting more accounts, uh, less accounts of just hearing, I've heard I've heard people getting sick and more, I've heard so-and-so has gotten sick. And I think by the end of the week, most of you have heard at least one person that you know, at least by name, at this point has gotten sick. Um, there hasn't been a formal announcement by the ship's administration yet. This yet. And you get a sense that you working sort of on the ground level is giving you... Um, you're hearing things a lot more than necessarily even guests are hearing at the moment. Um, but yeah, how does that leave your characters? I've had to cancel like three separate interviews this week just because people have called in and been sick after I've scheduled them. I hear so much hacking in these phones. Luckily, luckily, because I'm a bit of a germaphobe, the minute I see somebody come in, I'm like, okay, we're gonna take you to the cleaning room. I mean, fitting room. We're gonna take you to the fitting room. It has a cleaning setting. We'll discuss things from in there, but I did notice you're not feeling well, and for the protection of the other guests, I would like to help you in a place where you and they are safer. So I try to go about the protocol in that way, do any updates, wear my PPE, but it's nasty. I'm starting to see more and more people that are just peaky at best. I have sold so many menthol products in the last month, and also the mop sink has been absolutely chock full of black goo. It's been hard to keep up, but you know what? I can do it. It's fine. Um, yeah, lots of tissues gone, and I just keep stocking them. It's fine. I, I got plenty to go around, so uh, it's been busy, but that's a good thing. <laughs> um... I should mention I introduced her in like third person, so that's not how she, I'm gonna try and do a voice, you guys. It's gonna happen. Um, <laughs> I think uh, she's pretty annoyed that more people are ordering tea now, and 
she can't practice her latte art as often and she knows she's got that competition coming up soon and um so she's she's kind of annoyed And so uh, Lucas is uh, spending uh, his fr his free time, um, like he often does, with his uh, you know his, his uh, Super Eight, just kind of walking around the uh, walking around the Apollo, um, taking footage, like trying to catch some of this um, this rising sickness. He's kind of formulating in his mind an idea of a documentary about this um, this pandemic that seems to be arising on the ship. Trying to poke in the corners, you know, uh, trying to see if he can, if he can get uh, get some background on what's going on here. When can we interact with the other characters? Like, I are mean, we allowed no. to go to their stores and stuff? Or uh, this is sort of the perfect time to do it if you want to have any cross talk with one another okay. um, before we sort of go into the next scene. But also, everyone's stress level will go up to one. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But if there is if there is uh, any crosstalk you want to do, this is sort of a good moment to do it. If you guys want to have any conversation, as I said before, I think uh, Wilford Humphrey is the synthetic being that owns a lot of your businesses, and you kind of he, uh, as a consequence, is sort of probably the reason why a bunch of you have gotten into contact with another. Um, he's not the most pleasant individual that you've ever had the chance to run into. Uh, he likes to run a tight and efficient ship. Uh, he is a synthetic person, but he is made to look very real. Um, he looks like an old gentle man, even walks around in a cane with a bit of a hunch forward. You know it's very much... Uh, a manufactured appearance to sort of make him seem more approachable, disarming. But his face is like extremely wrinkled, and um, his eyes all, always seem to be like closed, sort of as a consequence of that. Um, he has a very practiced smile that you know looks very nice and soft, but after seeing it so long with this character, is you kind of have picked up a new taste to that uh, face that he'll put on occasionally. Um, but yeah, he does... You all work under him in some sense, and he has quite a big... Uh, he has a large share in the Plutus district, specifically. So that's where a lot of his business... Well, that's where all his businesses operate from. And I think he maybe owns close to a quarter of the businesses there. So, there's a lot of other employees that work under him. But you are probably all relatively close in destination from one another. So. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to the coffee shop because Kaylee will lose her shit if I don't get a latte for her. She's just, you know, I get it. I get it too. So, I walk in looking really really cute all glitter all sequins all white just kind of coordinating with the backdrop of the coffee shop because i knew i was coming um and then i have a uh, sort of like 
mesh sequin veil. Um, and it's actually like a mask. It functions like a mask because I've been seeing all these people like coughing and discussing. Um, but it looks very like aesthetic and pretty and like shimmers as I move. And I'm like, girl, can I get like two lattes? And I need you to do it. I want to see that art. Um, see one of the clear lids on top, but I'm going to need him to go. And if you could make sure that you prepare him away from the mouth breathers, that would be so helpful. Yeah, I can do that. All right. So Maybe I pay 10 her. 99. Uh, 1099. I hand her uh, 22. You gave me too much. No, I tipped you. I don't want your money. You don't take tips here? I don't need them. I got everything oh. I need here. Oh, okay. I, I take it and I tuck it in the tip jar. <laughs> Just gonna go make your coffee. Alright. But she's just is really aggressive about it. Like, just really hitting the espresso machine hard. You know, if the coffee wasn't so fantastic, I'd raise questions about the uh, quality of service. I just assumed with how upset everybody was, you guys weren't getting paid well enough. We're very happy here. I can tell. I can tell. So she's going to make you um, a beautiful latte uh, on top. It's going to have a swan. Oh, beautiful. And then the other one's going to be a cute little smiling bear. Aww. The bear is mine. The bear is always mine. <laughs> Kylie likes the sophisticated, or Kaylee likes the sophisticated stuff. I like cute. So thank you again for your fantastic work. I am sorry to have insulted you. It was not personal. I was just trying to be nice. You didn't insult me. Well, I tried to tip you and you seem pretty upset. I'm in a really good mood right now. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. My, I'm seeing things. It's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm going to head on out. I got to stop at the convenience store anyway. Uh, have a great day. Have the day you deserve. Thanks. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, pride myself on being a very fair employer. <laughs> I am actually a really kind manager. This is really hard for me. <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time with it because I'm like, Haley's nice. <laughs> Carmen's a bitch. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got my latte. <laughs> and like, they're in my, um, they're in my non-dominant hand, which has been, it's, it looks like it's covered in this, like, long, beautiful, luxurious glove, but it's actually totally mechanical, um, mm -hmm. and so, like, heat-resistant and everything, a little more dexterous, gyroscopic thing going like on in there. Like, your whole hand is mechanical? Yeah, my whole hand, it's like a, almost like a mechanical, like, glove fitted over my bones, so to speak. Yeah, so it's quite... It's yes. integrated into you. It's integrated. It's integrated. All of my stuff is fashionable and um, up to date without being too overwhelming because I have to wear so much of my product for my customers. They're not going to trust me if I'm not wearing my own product. Do you think that your nails are LEDs? I do now. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The other hand glitters. Yes. Okay, that. cool. That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, they're pink right now. They change with my mood. But anyway, <laughs> I have to stop by the convenience store to get more cleaning products. So I'll have my lattes in my hand that can handle two lattes, no problem. Um, and I'll, like, obviously still covered lids, just not even trusting anything. And I'll step into the convenience store and be like, hey, how's it going? Do you have my order for me ready? I did put in uh, to have it prepped so I can just stop by. Good afternoon. Welcome to the convenience store. I'm so glad you're here today. Uh, yeah, your order should be ready. Um, your your hand is incredible. I, you know, I, I'm a fan of, um, of mechanics, obviously, but I... The, the color-changing light show also is, is really impressive. I can help you out if you ever want to get, like, considered on the house. You are so fantastic to me every time I come in. Every time I've been to any establishment you've worked at, you've been really wonderful. And I feel like you just deserve a little recognition. So if you want to get smarted up a little bit, come see me after your shift. And well, if, 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 uh, you know, if, if, uh, that, that's all nice and great and fine. Uh, if you, if you see Mr. Humphreys ever... Um, be sure to mention me by name. Uh, I know that I, 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 that would be great. That that's what I'm interested in, really. Um, I'll, also, I'll have you know, I, I pull much much better coffee drinks when I work at at the cafe. I was the first to pull an espresso there, and it was the best. I, you know? I don't know what they're trying to sell you there, but I, <laughs> I just are I you guys like a machine. <laughs> I pushed the machine on the button and it produced the best coffee. People said it was the best. And I, I and and I, I don't know what they're serving over there, but when I'm there, I make the best. It's your disposition. It's very bright. I, <laughs> Charming. I mean, to be the best <laughs> is not easy, but I, I do all the time. But yeah, I, your cleaning supplies is ready. Um, T946, how to get it? Sorry, <laughs> my coworker's working today. That's you can fine. see That's that fine. there was like a pair of customers who like walked in. They saw like Larry talk and then just went, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> Come back to the convenience store soon. Uh, a a large a large rectangular robot with a single red light on top of it scoots a jar giant box from the back room to the front of the store, and the red light flashes on, and it goes. Wah. And then it slowly moves back into the back room. <laughs> He's so slow. He's adorable. Um, so He's I gunning for out. my promotion is what he's doing. But oh, he won't sweetheart. get it. Yeah, no, you just... Whenever you get that promotion, I hope it's great. I hope you get all 15 cents. I'm I I am I am absolutely hoping for it, but I will yep. continue to my soldier forward. Mr. Brimley, no. Next time we see him, um, Humphreys, don't forget. Humphreys, Humphreys, Humphreys. God, I gotta. You make me look I like a fool in front of Mr. Humphreys. It'd be difficult. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I hope I hope those coffees really are up to snuff. But if I ever if they ever need me at that coffee shop, I'll be there in an instant. Make sure that we bring it right back up to 100%. I will say that her lattes are probably the best I've ever had off planet. Well, you haven't had my Nespresso's, Bo. I don't know about that. Are you well, saying Nespresso's? No, like, I'm saying no Nespresso's. 
No, no, it's not an actual product. Oh, they're made on Neptune and they're shipped here. They found that coffee growing on Neptune is extremely difficult and expensive, but they're doing it anyway. <laughs> it offers an interesting I... flavor profile. <laughs> I'm gonna say you've heard this conspiracy theory. <laughs> I just hear what I think is true. It's not that bad. So I reach down with my other arm. <laughs> that one is only mildly augmented. Um, I've got like rings and a bracelet. And like together they offer better stability and support just for when I'm like lifting and carrying things. The types of stuff that you would use in a shop. Like if I'm moving a bunch of shit from the back room, that kind of thing. But I use that, I scoop that up on the one arm. I've got my cleaning supplies and the other arm, I've got my lattes and I just head on back to my shop and hand Kaylee your latte and take the cleaning supplies to the back. Um, just sort of as a tangent, I will say that the vast majority of like all the food on the ship is grown on the ship. There's a very large and extensive hydroponic system that's located at the bottom of the ship that also includes the environmental controls and atmosphere controls. Um, so the ship is very self-sufficient in that means. So all the food that you guys are selling, eating, it's all grown on the ship. That is dope. Um, hey, hey, Larry. I come into the shop. Hey, buddy. How's it going today? Oh, very well. How are you? It's good to see you again. Good, good. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm shooting a documentary around the ship. You mind if I uh, ask you a couple questions to get you on film? Oh, absolutely. No, I would love to be on camera. What What can I do right, for you? Right, well, you know, I noticed the, the young lady that uh, doesn't work. I noticed the young lady that uh, just came out was uh, was carrying some uh, some cleaning supplies and stuff. Have you seen an uptick in, in sales of that kind of thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uptick in cleaning supplies, uh, uh, cough suppressants, things that have uh, menthol and all sorts of different things. They, they, they've really been coming for it. Also, I've been cleaning up a lot of um, what seems like uh, enormous chunks of black mucus. Uh, that, that, I, if you look at the mop, my mop sink in the back is absolutely jammed full of it. Maybe I'll get a shot of that after this. Um, you, uh, you've heard the ca the coffin. People walking around coughing quite a bit. Are you, you concerned about it? What are you, what are your thoughts uh, on it? Well, you know, I, I don't know if I would say I'm so much concerned. I mean, it, it does generate a lot of additional income because people are spending on things that are a little bit more costly than you know, uh, snacks and the like. Uh, so, I, I don't know. It, it seems bad, but I, I'm not a doctor. I mean, I could be a doctor if they need me to be a doctor. I'd be great at that job. I could do that 100%. I bet you're you also not organic. What's that? You're not organic either, so. Exactly. So, it's really not going to harm me. I don't really mind it. And as besides, if there's less people to do the work, more jobs for me. It'll be fine. So, uh, so Larry, um... <laughs> You, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up because you mentioned it. You you being um, uh, a, an artificial being, yeah? Um, being uh, a manufactured being. Well, I'd say I'm 100% being. I'm not artificial at all. I'm no, right no, no. Artificial is a bad choice of words, but um, you're not um, <laughs> uh, you're not an organic being, yeah? Like you, you're not I worried mean, about I, catching this thing yourself, right? I'm organically enthusiastic about doing my job. All right, buddy. All right, I'm going to go in the back and get a shot of that sink. Thanks for talking to me. Please be careful. Don't touch anything. Nope. As you sort of walk to the back, you see the door swing open and the, the black box of the robot that is 
what was his name? T. His name is T nine forty six hundred. T nine forty six one hundred. Uh, blocks your way. He's comes up to like just higher than your waist, but definitely like enough that fills the whole frame. And he's sort of. Hey there, buddy. Even as you. Hey there, buddy. Beep. Just uh, um, Larry Beep. said I could head head back and just get some some footage Beep. of the sink. Now he's starting to like. Now it's starting to like push forward slowly towards you. Beep. Hey, Larry. He's trying to get through the door. Your buddy's not. Oh, oh! I just stepped out of the way. All right, sorry. So I'll pat him on the head. Just. Um, but yeah, if you, if you go into the back, um, you can see it's kind of small and cramped. Um, there's a lot of tools that look like they can be automatically attached to T, as well as um, there's the sink there. Um, you can see that it looks quite stained. Um, Lar, there's nothing like. There's like no obvious like huge chunks because it seems like most of it has been washed down the sink, but it does look like a lot of the sink has been where the cleaning takes place and all the cleaning supplies go into, right? Like mops. But um, it does look like it's definitely been stained by whatever's been put into it, right? So very black. Without touching it, I'm going to compose the most dramatic shot possible like turn off the light as many lights as i can leave a light on over the sink and kind of angle it with like maybe a big jar of cleaning fluid to kind of give off a little bit of a glow and just try to get the most dramatic look as i can it is a bit reflective the oil like where there's like the patches of oil i'm just gonna do like a, a slow zoom onto it being very careful not to touch okay um Give me, give me a wits roll. Wits. Yep. All right. Let me find that. Is that one of the main skill things here? Yeah, it's one of the skills. Wits, there it is. Got it. Okay. Is that one success? That's no success. No success. The yellow dice is your is the panic dice it's the stress oh, dice okay so that one can panic or succeed gotcha okay but that's fine um you're sort of taking your shot as i said before you can see that where there's like the oil splotches that have stained the sink there's occasional like it seems to sometimes shimmer with a reflection and sometimes dim um it's odd but you take your shot and as you sort of you know using your uh, experience and expertise in film uh, you take the best shot that you think you can but there inherently isn't a whole lot else to the scene I think that you can add to this mm -hmm. but um I think we can say that like a week has passed on as sort of all this has happened in between and these instances gone through. And I think our first big scene is going to take place at the coffee shop. Which the Vista Coffee. Mm -hmm. Um 
So, Carmen, you're you're having your usual uh, lunch brunch rush. When do you think you'd have a the most rush? Morning. Morning. Brunch? Okay. Let's say you're having your usual morning rush as sort of everyone's getting their coffee before they're going on to work, right? Um, Next. Uh, excuse me. You can see one of the customers has returned, and um, uh-huh. there's this coffee is off and As... no 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 like it it tastes like there's something in it can you be more specific i'm not gonna drink your coffee it's oily ew like look um she got like a plain one right um so it doesn't have like any latte on it but she's like look you can even kind of see it's like coalesced at the top you can see that there does look to be like some amount of grease that's like at the top it's like is that that's not i've never had that what yeah um i don't know why that would happen or we take very good care of our coffee machines so i'll just let me just make a fresh batch and i'll give you it on the house um, okay, um, what, did, here, the, she just sets hers on top of the, the counter. Nick, can you take care of that? Ugh. You're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, he sort of shuffles and you can see he just dumps it down the sink. So um, she'll take the coffee pot and she'll, like, dump the whole batch and make a whole new one, um, and clean it out first. Okay, um, give me a wits roll here. Mm, two successes out of five. So you have two successes. Okay. Um, as you're taking the moment to sort of um, take out the... what sort of machines do you think you have running? Like, I imagine sort of like a bunch, right? But like, you don't have just sort of like that normal one that's just like a basic filter that like you would see at a McDonald's. You probably have something more sophisticated. Yeah, it's it's going to be like a large, tall coffee pot with a large basket for the grounds. And it will have a little dispenser um, that's matte black. And it will have little labels on it for what the coffee flavor is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so as you're going through the process of, like, um, purging all the old and, like, getting ready to prep the new, you can see as you peel away the coffee filters and take away the stuff, there is definitely an odd film that is built up that even after you wash it away with water, it's still got it. you can still kind of see it and feel feel it as you run your hand over it mm -hmm. um you've definitely never seen this happen this is new um she's gonna try and use some of the dish soap which is a degreaser on it and see if that'll get it off after she dumps the grounds okay um yeah you you take the dish soap, you kind of wash it through. Um, it takes you a couple times, but eventually you feel pretty confident that you've cleaned it. Um, you don't feel anything anymore. 
and you flush it down the sink. Um, at this point, you can see that the customer is like already left because they haven't waited this long. It's been like ten minutes now, and your coworker Nick, you said, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, he is. There's like a line of picking up, right? Um, but it's just you've been very uh, thorough with your cleaning. She'll put her apron back on and adjust her beanie, and then we'll start pulling shots. Mm -hmm. Um, You can hear that the door bangs open as, like, a new customer sort of comes in, and he goes, what the fuck is this? Like, what are you serving me? Have you even tried your stuff? This isn't coffee, this is just sludge? Like, look at this. He, like, pops open the lid and, like, it, like, stretches. He goes, what the fuck are you serving here? And you can see sort of everyone's, like, turns and looks. And he's like... Dude, calm the fuck down, okay? Tell me to calm the fuck down. Do you expect anyone to be drinking this? How do you... I'm not telling you what to do. You live your own fucking life. Go to another coffee shop. Are you fucking serious? You charge 15 bucks for this shit? And you don't expect me to get mad? I'll give you a new one. I don't know what the fuck you expect. He froze the coffee at your face. And it just... And it, like... Is... Like, slowly runs down, but it's, like, stuck. You can feel it has, like, a membrane to it. And you're just like, fuck you. Froze the coffee cup on the ground and, like, bangs the door open. Um, Your vision is obscured by this. It feels like you've gotten, like, just a big splash of, like, sludge thrown on your face. This is un... I, I feel it's unnecessary to say, but you've never run into this before. Nick, give everyone free scones or something. I need to go clean up. And she's gonna kind of go to the back and, like, go to the, like, the dish sink and just kind of panic and try and wash some of it off. And I imagine it wouldn't come off very easily, so then she's gonna think, alright, I'll wash my hair with dish soap. Get it out. Yeah, it's sort of gone, like, everywhere. You can see it's, like, seeped into your clothes. Um, it's, like, attached to your, like, it's clinging to your skin and your face to wherever it is. Um, your eyes kind of even sting a little bit from it. It It isn't, like, super hot. It didn't burn you. But it does have, like, a odd sensation to your skin, especially, like, how much was thrown at you. I will say your stress is going to go up by one. And if you're going to try to clean yourself once more, you can give me another wits roll. Zero successes out of six. Okay. Um, You can hear there's sort of a quiet that isn't usual for the rush. You maybe even like a lot of customers have just like left the shop after that display um you don't hear the the cashier running but as you're sort of going through the process trying to run water doing your best to sort of get the soap in um you cannot feel clean after that it you even feel a bit shaky from that whole thing um it feels gross 
unclean in a way that isn't familiar to you and you haven't experienced yet at this point, especially as someone who sort of hypes up the whole like keeping yourself healthy and clean, right? Um, it's hard to like imagine this as anything except like a toxic sludge runoff, something that you like heard that has been like a problem in a lot of environments on Earth. And, you know, or maybe even hoping to get away from all of that as way you sort of came up here, right? Mm -hmm. But you're very rattled and you takes you like 20 minutes before you just end up giving up and just this is the best you can do. Your shirt has been like thoroughly stained black from it. Um, it already was black. Okay. <laughs> is that fair to say? I feel like it would be black already. But it probably looks gross and like oily. Like you have an apron on? You said? Yeah. Your apron's white? Mm, sure. Okay. Well, it could be something uh, light color. That has been like completely stained, right? And um, your eyes kind of sting a little bit, burning from the feeling. Um, you definitely feel like wherever it landed on your hair, um, it's in there. And maybe hopefully getting home will give you a chance. And uh, as you sort of come back to the front, you can see that uh, there is nobody here except Nick. And Nick sort of turns and is like, you look like shit. Uh, I don't know, you, you okay? Do I fucking look okay, Nick? No, you look like shit, I said. I heard that. Look, do you wanna, I'll, there's no one here I can cover if you want. I guess I'll go home and take a shower. Um, did you, do you know what that, what that was? Was that some joke or something? No, I didn't do that intentionally. I take great pride in No, coffee. no, not, I mean, that wasn't, that couldn't have been our coffee. I've been pouring the coffee. I haven't seen anything pour like that. Have you seen anything pour like that? No, it's been pouring great. In fact, I thought the espresso was very good this morning when I dialed it in. Uh, okay. So, like, what, that was just some asshole then that decided to fuck with you? Maybe? I don't know, that, like, weird fucking sickness is going around, and... Maybe he hacked into his coffee or something. Oh, so he... You should clean up. Yeah. Yeah, I probably should, huh? I don't know. Probably. Um, go ahead and use some sanitizer or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm... I think everyone's avoiding this place at least for the little bit after that. But, uh, I'll, I'll clean up here. I'll nice. see you later. Yeah, I'll be back for my next shift. Uh, yeah. So, I guess she'll take her apron off, clock out, and go home. She'll probably count her tips. Mm -hmm. 
Not as many tips as your usual. Uh, maybe that's because you cut the day short. Wow. <laughs> hmm? I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, I bet you fucking did. <laughs> hmm. I love you. <laughs> hmm. Be careful of your desk, Kaylee. Oh, did I just make a loud sound? Yeah, I think we hear that every time you tap it. Oh yeah, the little thunk. It's not bad to me. Like, it mm -hmm. hasn't bothered me any. Yeah. Um, so you're just gonna go home then after that? Yeah, she might go pick up, like, some immuno shots from the wellness store. Which isn't the convenience store. Okay. When you say immuno shots, what would that be? Um, you know, like elderberry, ginger, cayenne pepper, lemon, cucumber, apple, spinach. I can keep going. Yeah, okay. you really could, couldn't you? That was impressive. <laughs> okay. Um, you get odd looks, because you obviously look unusually dirty. <laughs> And then she'd, get, she'd be like, <laughs> but you can you can go make your rounds and sort of pick up what you want to, and you can return to your small little one room apartment. I don't have a roommate, right? There's no way to have a roommate. No, right? They're too small, right? Yeah, so Please she'll... tell me they're too small for that. I think they're too small. I don't know. That's not my world. It's just that I'm in the middle of building it right now while I also pay attention here. Oh, you're playing it on The Sims? <laughs> I'm building it right now, yeah. I'm like fleshing out the idea. I, I think I think there may be some rooms that are made Shared. to accommodate larger groups of people, such as couples. Married folks. Or people with children. Um, but... Gross. Just kidding, sorry. <laughs> it's okay, I get it. <laughs> but yeah, unless you unless you have told unless you want to decide now if you have a roommate or not, you'd have just a single single room. Do you have a roommate, Haley? Kind of Carmen. Long. Who's your roommate? Be hilarious huh? if you did. Um, I think my roommate would be someone super peppy and annoying. Larry. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I room is the room closet at the back of the that's shop. That's true, that's true. That's ca canon, oh, so. Bless his heart. Um, Sweet angel baby. Yeah, we'll say, like, Leslie... Uh, Leslie... I don't know. I can't think of last names right now. I keep thinking of all Leslie of Leslie Ope. You don't Ope. need to know her last name. Okay, Leslie my roommate's name is Leslie. Okay. She's like a 45-year-old woman. Aww. All serious. Okay. I'm gonna say you don't know what Leslie does and you don't ask. That sounds good. I don't does... think she gives a fuck. Yeah. Uh, but she is definitely out doing whatever she is doing when you come back and you have the place to yourself, at least for now. Okay. So... i take a shower. Okay. With, she's gonna grab the dish soap from the sink and try and like really scrub herself off of it. 
Okay. Scoop it off of herself. I mix this sentence. Give me one more wits roll. Aye. Ooh. Uh, I got a, a chest burster. You got a panic. Okay. Oh no. Does that mean I make a panic roll? Done. Uh, normally in the aliens rule set, yes, but we're using sort of a simplified hack version. So okay. I just have narrative stuff. Cool. Um, you spend your time trying to clean it as best as you can. Um, and you come out of the shower. You lost track of time when you're in it, but by the time you come out, you can see that an hour has passed on the clock. Um, you were hitting a point where you just felt like you weren't making any real progress. You, you look clean. You do not feel clean. This is, uh, you feel very upset by the whole process. I mean, you just, it's upsetting how unclean you feel despite the fact that you just spent all this time trying to keep yourself, or clean up yourself. Um, you can't see it. And you're in that thing where, like, you're at that stage where, like, you try to feel where it was, and you can't tell if you feel it or not. Mm. It's just, like, your mind is messing with you, where you don't know if you're, like, building it up too much in your head right or reading too much into too subtle feelings mm -hmm. but you think you feel it you don't know if you're messing with yourself at this point and you're quite upset from the whole ordeal okay and you can hear that the door unlocks So in my mind, she's like very peppy, sing-songy, like warm, Thanks. but passive aggressive. Oh, I love that. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> oh boy. You're welcome. Okay. I was not expecting this. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I just was doing okay. it that she existed, but... Okay. Um, you can see that your roommate opens the door and she's sort of there. Uh, she's carrying a large box of donuts. You recognize them sort of as like one of the bulk uh, brands or of a, the equivalent of like Dunkin' Donuts, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like she's got one of the 12 packs and she's just comes in and she's like, oh, girl, you look like shit. Oh, fuck. That was cruel. <laughs> um, I don't think I asked you. Oh, you don't have to ask for this. And she just sort of opens up the donut. She's like, you should have one. Sugar helps. Well, she's what? not wrong. <laughs> you look absolutely frazzled. Yeah, I'm fucking upset, okay? I had a shit day at work. And sugar helps with that. She sort of, like, 
<laughs> motions towards it. He's like, just snatch it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very sweet. It's not what my body needs right now. Mm-hmm. And she usually rolls her eyes. She she leaves the back there, and she's like, "Are you gonna be here the whole day?" Yeah, I got sent home early from work. Hmm. That sucks for you. You're fucking telling me. I love her. (laughs) Can I get you something? Like... I live here. (laughs) Yeah, and you're in my space right now. Our space? Yeah, we were earlier in the. <laughs> Anyways, I'm not sure how to play it the rest of the scene, but. I can just fight with anyone right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that happens about a week in. So as we move towards the next scene, it will be probably just under a week's time before we get there. As that time eclipses. Uh, you guys start hearing more and more news of people getting sick. Um, it It's sort of creating a panic is strong, but there's a lot of public concern now about it at this point. Um, you're still waiting for the people up above to give you a, a real heads up about what's going on. You're even getting the point where some of the guests now are hearing about this. And they start talking about it too, and then you come across them. Everybody's getting a little nervous. Things are feeling more tense in a way that is unusual. But you haven't had a chance to really experience on the Apollo yet. Um, is there anything you guys want to have? Any crosstalk or cross scenes before we move into the next one? Um, does anybody else need anything? I think I'm good. I think uh, Carmen might want to get a new pair of shoes since hers have sludge all over them now. Which shoe store would you like to go to, Carmen? Um, I think it's like semi-athletic. It's like skate feet or something like that. Definitely skate feet. Um, I really enjoyed feet, that right? thing here. Plate feet. <laughs> I'm going to Lee's characters store. Love that for us. I think I think Lucas has been spending a lot of his time like really getting into the idea of um, the documentary about what's happening in this place. He's mm-hmm. been devoting most of his energy to that. Okay. But he also has been going to work because he needs the job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Carmen has arrived oh. at your shop. Oh, hey. Coffee shop lady. I got a mm-hmm. PJ. Hey, what can we do you for? Um, I've got sludge all over my shoes. I need some new ones. Oh, sludge. What are you How'd you get the sludge on your shoes? 
That stuff's been everywhere. Dick dumped a coffee on me. No shit. Would yeah. you could hey um, would you mind saying a few words about that on camera? I'm, I'm making a documentary. I'm not gonna make a speech. No, no, no. I don't want a speech. I just want your honest reaction about what's going on. I'm on break. Make it quick. All right, all right. Uh, I'll just use my iPhone here. Um, so what? Uh, tell me about this sludge. What? Uh, what was it that happened? Um, well, I served someone a coffee and um, they came back and told me that it was full of sludge. And then I told them to figure it out and they dumped the coffee on me. The sludge was inside the coffee. And it wasn't in there when I poured it. Jeez. Oh, and then they dumped it on you? And then they dumped it on me, yeah. Was it hot? Did you get scalded or anything? No, but it got in my eyes and it like stung. Couldn't like scrub it out of my hair. I still feel gross, honestly. What do, what do you think is going on around here? You got any uh, any ideas or opinions about all this? I don't know. Honestly, I mean, it's really hard to say. I just make the coffee. That's beautiful. I'm gonna cut you off right there. Thank you very much. Um, so, so you got on your shoes. What kind of shoes are you looking for today? Um, I want all black, supportive, but they don't look supportive. All right. Uh, I'm going to get PJ on this for you. PJ is top-notch uh, shoe seller. Um, PJ, come on and help. Can't you do it? Because um, I, I, I got to put my best person on this. It's very important. You're on your feet all day over there making coffees. I've enjoyed your coffees. You are an artiste, and um, I need to take the best care of you possible. Um, so I'm going to get your uh, get our get our best guy on uh, mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. what you sure. want. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you again for the interview. What was your name? Carmen. 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 What about you? Um, I'm Lucas. Oh. Good to meet cool. you. Yep. Carmen. All right. All right. PJ, help Carmen out, would you? Uh, he's not around. Is that the DM telling me that? Yeah, he's he, he, somebody in the he shop. Walked away. He uh, walked away when you said you oh. don't need him. PJ's PJ's with another customer. All right. Uh, well, I'll do my best. Supportive, but don't look supportive. Um, uh, we've got these. Uh, I don't want like mall walker shoes. Nope, I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, any brands you're particular to? Any brands you shy away from? You strike me as someone who um, maybe you know knows uh, what companies are doing on the larger scale and would like to stay away from certain ones. So, like uh, any uh, any issues with Nike? Any issues with? If you Reebok? put my foot anywhere near Hoka's, I'm gonna be pissed. Awesome. We do not have a contract with Hoka, so we don't go carry them. I, I don't want neon. I want black. Neon. You want black? Yeah. I have a feeling I'm gonna get this shit on my foot again. All right. Uh, I'm gonna run in the back and find a uh, pair of the um, the new Nike um, Echelon um, non mall walker shoes. Uh, would you mind putting your uh, putting your foot right here into this? Uh, Brannock device uh, real quick. It'll get your reading, shoot it back to the computer. 
I'll find you just the right thing. Um, do you have anything that's not robotic? I don't really like keeping, putting my body anywhere near that. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I got the, uh, the retro Brannock device behind the counter. Um, it's, it's kind of on display there. It's, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a curiosity, but I know how they work. Thank you. Yeah, you okay with putting your foot in that there? No, I just said I don't want to use that. No, the Brannock, the, the old, the old fashioned Brannock I brought it over. Oh, I didn't see you do that. Sure. Yeah, so I was, I was walking and talking at the same time. Here's my foot. <laughs> it's going to feel a little cold. You're going to feel a little bit of pressure here as I slide these plates around. Um, okay, very good. Um, does this look accurate uh, to your, your size? What, uh, what size do you typically wear? Uh, usually a six. Yeah, that's what we're reading. Okay. I'm going to run back, uh, get you a size six uh, black echelons and see what you think about those. I'll be right back. Thank you. You hear it in the back, sort of. <laughs> And an amount of time later, he comes back. All right. Got him for you right here. Sorry about the delay. It took me a few uh, seconds uh, to locate him. But why don't you go ahead and try those on, see how they feel. I'll try them on. You can see they've got the, uh, the self-tying laces. Oh, wow. Fancy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Give a little walk around there. See, uh, check, check them out in the mirror. She, she'll check them out in the mirror. They're fine, I guess. All right. Good, good. good deal. You want me to put your old shoes in a box or you just throw them away for you? Just throw them away. All righty. I'll uh, let PJ handle that. Uh, come on over to the register. I'll ring you up. Can I have a discount? That's... I've, I've never had anybody just outright ask me that what for 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 what yeah oh yeah sure yeah you know what you made me a lot of coffees and you did my little movie there um uh let's knock say 15 percent off these for you 20 you are a hell of a negotiator but you have had uh an awful time of it lately um what with customers dumping coffee on you and whatnot uh i'm gonna give you my manager's discount uh 25 percent right there Thanks. You can see only 15% comes up. Uh, I know how to, uh, sorry, I know how to fix that. Just get an additional 10% off of there. Oh shit, it took 10% of the 15%. Oh, now I don't know how to do the math. Um, wait a minute, let me get a pencil and paper. Oh. Is this going to be a problem for you? Or? Nope. Um, math is not my strong suit. Um, mm -hmm. what would you like to pay for the shoes? Uh, free. Free 99, baby. Tell you what, um, uh, you make, hey, make boss, um, you can see PJ's, he's got like a, the, the phone up and he's like, um, you need to take this call. Oh, well, 
All right. It's, it's the boss, boss. All right. Hey, um, um, Carmen, we'll uh, we'll just set it up later. You go ahead, and uh, I'll I'll come uh, I'll come get a coffee a little, a little later, and uh, maybe maybe give you coffee for free. How'd that be? Fine. That that's fine. All right, PJ. I'm just gonna pay for those shoes myself. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, hello. This is Lucas. Thanks, Laurel. Guys, yeah, Lucas. Good to hear you. Yes, sir. You know I feel like I don't tell you this enough, but you do an outstanding job. And I was reviewing your numbers, but unfortunately, these don't, these numbers don't seem quite as outstanding. I don't know if you had a chance to look at them, but they seem a bit low for your usual. Well, I appreciate the uh, initial compliment, sir. Um, yeah, you know, uh, not to make excuses or nothing, but um, you aware of the the. The, the weird outbreak that seems to be running amok on the ship. Um, oh, traffic. Well, that traffic's doesn't been, seem like that should really affect what you're doing. Yeah, traffic's been down. I'm, so I'm looking at some of these details. And, you know, I'm noticing a lot of discounts here. Could you explain that? But define a lot, sir. Let's see. You know, when you put in your manager's discount, that comes up as a special code, and I see it every time it comes up. Yeah, no, no, I'm aware. And um, I've noticed that it seems that a certain manager has purchased 20 shoes in the last three months. Now, Lucas, I don't think you've bought yourself 20 shoes. Well, at least it's an even number, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, um... I'm not laughing. Yeah, no, that was my attempt at diffusing an uncomfortable conversation. Um, Is this uncomfortable for you, Lucas? Well, sure. I mean, it it uh, sounds like um, you're uh, you're. Uh, it sounds like a reprimand, sir. And reprimands are always uncomfortable. Oh, Lucas, I'm just a bit disappointed. You you have such potential, but here you are. I. Just why would you do this to yourself is my question. I think you could really, um, you know, do better. And I, I hope that next time I'm doing my review, things look better. Understood? Yes, sir. Uh, that message is coming through nice. loud and clear. Then nice Before you even finish talking. Nice talking to you as well, sir. Um, yeah, PJ takes the phone back. I'm yeah, sorry he... Didn't want to talk to me. Um, no worries. No worries. Um, is Armin still around? Me? Yeah. Or have you already left with your shoes? Um, she's probably about to leave. Okay. I'm just like wondering if you like paid attention to that call or you were just already out. Oh, probably not. Even if she was there, she probably wasn't paying attention. Okay. Sorry, I don't know why I'm playing with this so much. I need to get my fidget spinner out. You should be careful with the desk, too. Oh, is it still loud? Well, you, you keep tapping it, and it's like, boom, boom. Yeah, it's anytime you touch your, uh, your desk too aggressively, it reverberates to the mic. Gotcha. Yeah. Um... I will say, one thing you've noticed while 
you're not unused to having a lot of bags underneath your eyes. They seem a lot darker than you're used to. And it almost seems like there is like staining that seems to be coming from your tear ducts that looks like a bit more black. Um, I assume you're probably taking efforts to put on concealer and to cover this up. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of what goes in between then. But, um, unless there's anything else we need to add in, is Amara just... She dropped it. Okay. Um, less than a week passes when you guys sort of hear the first ship's announcements start happening, addressing what seems to be going on. Um, the first big announcement is coming from the captain of the ship, Captain Latherin. Um, the gist of the message is that he says that we have heard reports of people, some uh, new illnesses coming about the ship. We haven't properly identified it yet. Uh, we're taking measures to identify it, to isolate it, and to prevent it from spreading and getting more serious. Um, he stresses that people should be taking steps in their personal lives to reduce um, their risk to contracting this if they can and to prevent themselves from being further vectors of this sickness. Um, they're not sure how people are catching it, but they have noticed that some of the symptoms that people have noticed is coughing, there's rashness, rash to the skin, sometimes there's nausea. Um, elderly people seem to be affected a lot more severely than um, younger, healthier people are. Um, we are not moving towards the steps of a large full-scale quarantine of the ship, but we are watching this very closely and we will take more drastic steps as the situation requires, but hopefully we can all perform our own individual duties and keep each other safe as we go through this. Uh, he stresses, please look out for one another and and hopefully we will get through this together. Um, sometimes there's further messages uh, sort of that kind of come in a few days later uh, that you hear that's sort of coming from the chief medical officer of the ship uh, LNS Norman, where she kind of goes into the detail where she talks sort of a bit about like what they are sort of noticing. Um, there is an amount of frustration that you're hearing um, uh, while she's trying to be pretty civil about it. Sometimes there's questions that field it back to her where she can't necessarily explain everything. Um, they have not identified the contagion that is going through it. Um, they have not given it a name yet either, although people are calling it the, the, there's a lot of names. There's a P2 sickness kind of being floated around as sort of just a popular name. People aren't really sure where that came around. Um, but shortly after this, everybody starts to feel tension really pick up on the ship as it's sort of been first acknowledged for the, by the officials. And our next scene is going to happen at the 
convenience store. As you have noticed, a huge uptick of customers as tense as it's becoming to be, as tense as this environment has been, um, there is this amount of panic that becomes tangible as your store is becoming increasingly busy as a lot of other stores that sell stuff similar to you, cleaning supplies, uh, basic medicine, things to help alleviate coughs, um, cleaning supplies, uh, even just basics like some food is being, like water is being hoarded It's from what you can pick up, um, toiletries as well. And you are be being run out of all your stock very quickly over the next day after this announcement was gone. And you are ill-equipped to deal with this influx of customers. Your, sh your little shop... Um, it's roughly the size of like a 7-Eleven. Uh, and you are being bombarded by people. Um, it seems a lot of customers have come here because they've gone to other places and have not been able to find what they want. Um, you and your little robot companion. Coworker. Yeah, T9. Yeah. <clears throat> are doing all you can to sort of service customers. But um, late afternoon after the first announcement, um, your store is packed. It feels like there's 30 people in there. Uh, one of the health ad advisements that you've been given is like people should be spacing out from one another. Mm -hmm. But it seems like a lot of these people aren't. They're just sort of in a rush to get what they need. And I imagine you're in the midst of trying to sort through the chaos that is this moment. Uh, but it is quite chaotic as there's sort of people pushing. Um, it's very obvious that there's like not a lot left on your shelves. You've been trying to limit how much people can buy to ration out your your inventory, but... Now, now, people, calm down. I need everybody to form a line to the check stand. I will be with you momentarily. You, you, get over here. Get back here. You haven't paid for your items. Get back here. You're going to pay for that Kleenex and you're going to pay for those cleaning implements. Now, get in line. T9, uh, hold the door. One person, like, kind of just checks you as they sort of like walk past you and like shove you around as they're going and going towards the back for some of the supplies there on the back shelf mr humphreys will hear about this we know <laughs> where you live um there's a a couple who come up towards you um he sort of goes um do you have any masks and gloves left why, no, sir. No, we don't. They have all been purchased already. If you want to find other ones, you might want to try the other human staff ones. I have sold everything that is possibly could be had at this store, and I am not receiving any more shipments. But you can try, you know, not coughing on one, each, one another or finding a way to separate yourself in this ship. I can't help you with that. I don't have the items that you want to buy. Uh, you don't. <laughs> Uh, you can see the the other pair of the couple is just going and goes, oh, God, I hate dealing with these things. Uh, look, like, are you sure you don't have anything else? Like, you don't have extra stock in the back? Like, we really need it. Extra stock in the back? I'll have you know that the back room is completely spotless. When you people aren't overrunning me while I'm open, I'm cleaning the back of all of the items. And yes, they're all gone. There's nothing left for you. If you have any other concerns or questions, kindly... Leave us a comment card. 
But really, I don't have anything else for you. I'm sorry. You can buy whatever you want. Look, I have bags of chips. I have so many bottled beverages that you can have. I have snacks. I have other things. Do you want a new phone charger? It is much more expensive than any other phone charger that you'd buy anywhere else, but it's available. You could just keep buying things if it makes you feel better. Apparently, that's what I suppose that you do. But you should just keep buying. Things just keep talking like we didn't even ask for this. We just wanted to know if you had what we asked for. We don't want your... I've been programmed to be very stressed out in this instant, okay? I don't have any more things. There's nothing I can do for you. Um, You can see there's sort of like a move in the crowd as like it seems like some, they get pushed from back forward and like one of them sort of walks to them. They catch it forward and you can see like more people start to push, run into. You're even kind of pushed along with the crowd as like ah! people kind of <laughs> get around. Um... And there's, like, some people are, like, taking some precautions as far as, like, masking. But there's, like, a lot of people who, like, haven't. And, um, you've definitely gotten, like, the environments about, like, how to sort of, I guess, similar to, like, what we went through with COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Um, none of this is being observed in the, what people are. And, um, as quickly as people come in, like, more people go out. Um you think your door might be broken at this point <laughs> i can't believe they broke the door that'll be another thing i have to do but at least sales are at an all-time high there's no stopping them they just keep buying <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't have very much stock at least of what people are trying to buy at this point um i have so many other things they could buy and they just don't care buy these things you can hear uh, actually, like, the beeping of T9. Um, T9 doesn't speak in, like, kind of how R2-D2 doesn't speak. He doesn't speak like that. But his beeps serve loosely kind of translate to some emotional states of him. He's a pretty simple being. Um, but you do sort of hear a panic beeping coming from the back of uh near one of the back shelves. T9, I knew you couldn't handle the stress of this job. That's why you'll never get a promotion or a raise. Um, you cannot see him right now in the crowd of people. Oh, that's perfectly fine. His beeping is still going. Beep, 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 beep. You can handle it. Stop beeping. Beep, beep. Oh, that's a bad sound. Well? God, someone shut that up. You can hear like people are saying like Are you gonna go try to find T9? I guess he needs help. I'll go find him. Um after sort of like waiting your through waiting your way through the crowd of people, um you find T9 has been knocked over the floor on his back and cannot get up. Uh it looks like people even like trampled over him to a degree. Um there's some indents in his chassis. Um, Absolutely worthless. He's going. And to he's just. Yeah. Larry's going to take both hands and just like push him right side up onto his wheels. Give me a strength check. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't think it's gonna work. Oh wait, no, I got plenty of strength. That's no, only two. Or one. I only needed one. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
you're able to sort of like give yourself enough room and you you pop him back up you can see the the poor robot has has a lot of superficial damage to his body um but i guess his tracks at the bottom are still functional and uh beep 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 beep, beep. and sort of just a little get joke. back to work you lazy bum that was your break for the month now get back to it we should have something in the back to be putting out right now you should be but boxing in order or something. Mm -hmm. Um, you you see like a hand reach out for your hat, and somebody tries to grab it. Not my hat. I need that. It's my sign of seniority over you people. Um, are you gonna make any attempts to stop them from grabbing your hat? He's, he's gonna like he's gonna like swat at it, like he's going to try okay. and reach for it. Give me an agility check. Okay. There it is. Yeah. That's a one. Okay. Um, you can't tell from where the hand came from, but you managed to like swat it back and put another hand holding your hat tight, and the hand just immediately disappears back into the crowd. That's what I thought. Um, yes, I am still the proprietor here of the convenience store. Oh, your fucking store sucks, you hear, like, somebody say. How dare you? I do everything around here. This place is perfect because of me. You don't have anything over here, you hear another voice kind of come around. We need stuff and you don't have anything. Yes, I know you need stuff. I have plenty of other things that you're not buying. Um, there is sort of a loud, large cacophony of, like, disgruntled noises coming from this crowd as... Nobody seems quite thrilled with what you're kind of shouting back out towards them. Um, give us what we want or get out! You guys are here and this is almost like people are kind of in a discordant kind of like shouting similar sentiments towards that to you. Buy whatever I have and leave or whatever, but you're already in here. You should buy something before you go. It's very rude to come into a store and not buy something. Uh, you can see that there is this one big guy that sort of comes towards you, and you kind of big gentleman, broad shoulders, um, bald head, um, with a thick beard, and just kind of looks down at you and is like, "You're not being very helpful." I'm getting as helpful as I can, sir. There's too many people in here, and if they'd only just buy something, I could check them out. But instead, they're just complaining that I don't have the things that they need. That's not my fault. Oh, so it's our fault? No, I'm not saying it's your fault at all. I'm just saying I don't have the things that you need. Sure, you're looking for them, but I don't know who has them. I don't, but I have other things. You should buy all the other things. I don't... We don't want your shit. We want what we want. Well, that is the reason When are that you we getting have... more stuff? Uh, I, you know, we'd have to t talk to Mr. Humphreys because uh, he, he is running the operation. He's normally very good at this. And, uh, you all just need all the same things all at the same time, and I can't get all of that for you. A large man winds up and punches your character in the face. If I could feel pain, this would be painful. But I have been programmed to feel pain, so... Ow! 
Christ, you're fucking useless. And he sort of um, takes a boot to your chest and like kicks you back. If um, I could breathe, this would be painful, but uh, since I have been programmed to look like I breathe, ow, my lungs! <laughs> uh, you tumble back in towards the crowd uh, as a sort of a consequence, and um, it feels like the chaos is like building up uh, a lot as like people start just sort of ripping stuff from the shelves. You hear some glass start to break. Um, I'll clean that up um, later, please! Just... There's even like some people start chanting loot, 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 loot. No, don't loot, loot the store, loot, please! Loot, you loot. Need to find things. If you take everything from me, then I'll be in trouble for I'll be liable for all the things that you're stealing. Don't take them, please. Um your stress goes up by one. And make me an empathy roll. Yeah. I have a question. A success. My internet's been in and out. I have no idea why people are losing their shit at the convenience store. People are making a run for supplies and things have been running out. Oh, like the beginning of COVID. Yep. Okay. I bet you're out of toilet paper. That's one of the things. I'm, I'm having serious Trader Joe's flashbacks right about now. Oh my god, I bet. <laughs> I had to run the door. It was not great. You, you try your best to sort of maintain chaos, but it feels like you're quickly drowned out as the chance starts getting louder. Um... You even hear, like, one of the shelves, the stock, just gets knocked over. Uh, you hear some people scream, and some people are starting to, like, run out of the shop. Uh, presumably the people who are trying to not cause too much chaos. Um, but you just hear that some people start ripping everything off the shelves. It seems like people are fed up and just taking everything now, instead of mm -hmm. what they were looking for in the first place. Um, you hear alarms go off at the top. Um... And that's like when the crowd starts to break. Um, you understand that's like security has been called in at that point. Oh, thank goodness the security is here. Please get back the items that they didn't pay for. If they bought them and show you a receipt, leave them alone. Um, as less of the crowd goes, you can see that like one person takes a moment to. You're kind of been thrown to the ground at this point. One person takes one good kick to your head again. Uh, Ow! dislodges it a little bit and leaves a large dent in the side of your mascot head. No! Um, <laughs> but, um, within, like, minutes of the alarm going off, you can see that, like, everybody has dispersed. Um, it seems like a lot of the windows have been broken, um, the coolers have been smashed, uh, some of the stock has, like, fallen to the floor, uh, liquids have shattered, and spilled into in a lot of places from where they fell. Um, about a third of your shelves have been knocked over, uh, and your cash here is miss your cash register is missing. Okay, um, T nine, you need to clean up this mess. Uh, I don't know what happened to all the money. Uh, no, I gotta find out where the money is. You can see that T nine has been knocked over again. D9, why are you on a break again? You're not allowed to be on break. Um, it's at this point that you, after like a few minutes and you're trying to like clean through the mess, that is what just happened. Um, some security has rolled around. Uh, you can see that there is, um, one large security drone. 
being flanked by two personnel. Uh, one of them sort of comes up and just goes, Robot, report. The humans, the humans have done the, 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 the writing. I don't understand. Clean what? report. What? What? God, you're one of these. What happened? The humans, they, they came in looking for all the same things, and we already sold them all, and I haven't had enough replenishments to get them everything they wanted. They got bad. What? So they just... So you pissed off customers on the illusion. I didn't pay. They were upset when they got here. I tried everything to make. I told them to buy anything they wanted. That normally makes them happy is when they buy more things. Yeah, oh, God. You can see he like um, he takes a device and he like you can see he like points it up. Uh, the alarms go off or like they stop. Um, so they cease. So they're not blaring anymore. Um, and you can see he kind of looks around. And it's like, what is that beeping? What's that? I thought it. Is that some secondary alarm? What's No, it's the other one that works here. It's T94600. He's in here somewhere on his side again, taking a break. Go figure that out. You can see the other security guard goes to investigate the beeping. Um, Okay, so you upset your customers and they ransacked the place. I didn't upset them. They were already upset that they didn't have the products that they needed to buy when they got here. They bought all of the things that they kept demanding from me, and they got so upset that they started breaking things and stealing them. I don't know what they've done or where they've gone, but I need to find where the money went. So you're... What are you... You're missing money? You... They... They they took the... They took the register or whatever the thing is that I put the money in. It's not there right now because they overpowered me. And a big man punched me in my head and then he kicked me in my chest and both those things would be very hurtful if I could feel them. <sighs> okay, well, you'll have to take the subway of system administration to reimburse your losses, I guess, at this point. Hopefully you have proper insurance. Insurance? Um, it looks like you do not require any further aid from your security officers here. Um, it looks like Johnson's helped your companion get up. He's my co-worker. Right. Okay, well, have a pleasant day. Next time, alert sooner before it gets to this point. Okay, I, I'll try system admin oh but the store's not closed and i can't close the store and t9 is useless mm -hmm. uh you hear there's an incoming call from wilford <gasps> okay okay i gotta take this i'm sorry the officer's already gone yeah okay he's like walking away at this point so uh larry will pick up the phone okay i think you can just like wire it straight to oh. you yeah, <laughs> he touches he touches the side of his head yeah <laughs> Uh, you can I hear what is riffling through papers. Um, this is a conven convenus. Right. You are... Oh, yes. Uh, Larry, Larry Niedermeyer, sir. It's a pleasure to be speaking with you, Mr. Humphreys. Okay, Larney. Um, why, am I why am I getting a security alarm from you? What? 
well, Mr. Humphreys, um, as you could probably tell, I have been running a very, very profitable uh, convenience store uh, effortlessly and perfectly for months, maybe years at a time. Uh, one forgets when they're so uh, helplessly dedicated to their task. But recently, yes, one does forget about you quite often. What happened? Um, well, it, it appears that the humans on board are, are, are in desperate need of a lot of products that I've already sold them uh, to the point where I've exhausted my stock, but they still want more. And, and they came in today trying to get more stock and we didn't have any and, and they got very upset with me. So upset that one of them punched me in the head and another one kicked me in the chest. And it, I didn't feel anything, but they were awfully upset and they're very mad. Be concise. The humans are very upset that we don't have things. And why did the security go off? Because they started taking things when I couldn't stop them from taking things. And I told them to buy other things because we didn't have the things they needed, but they still wanted them. So, Larnold, you're telling me you failed to control the situation? Mr. Humphreys, I did everything in my power. I don't want to hurt the customers because that would be bad and wrong, and I'm not programmed that to hurt them. That would be bad and wrong. You definitely shouldn't hurt the customers, because the I customer know. is always right, Marnel. That's very so, correct, Mr. Humphreys. Next time, do you think you're able to control the customers? I think or do you see think we'll have a repeat incident of this? We won't have another repeat incident, I promise, but we need more things that they need. They they just seem like they all they're coughing all the time and they need all sorts of suppressants and ways to catch uh, all the. I'm well aware of the pandemic or whatever that seems to be on the rise, but it's your job as a service robot to ensure that they get those supplies and maybe you should ensure that your stock is up to stock next time. Absolutely. No, that is absolutely what I would do, sir. Uh, Mr. Humphreys, I'll make sure that there's triple the quadruple the stock of the things they really need. I, I, I promise. Well, that sounds really good. And I hope you can meet those expectations next time I hear from you, Larnell. Uh, yes, sir. La Larry Niedermeyer will get the job done. Don't you worry. The convenience store will be the, the best store on the entire ship. I promise you. Uh, he's hanged up. Uh, well, that went well. You are definitely left with a mess. Uh, the officers only helped T9 up, but they have left. Um, it, you don't see any trace of them at this point. Um, T9, you do see that your sign has gone to closed. <laughs> oh no! It's not even time to be closed! T9, get the Zamboni on! We need to clean the floor! It takes you a while to clean up everything. Um, you're missing a lot of stock. Mm -hmm. And just putting everything right is... Um, T9 is sort of equipped to deal with like a lot of these very mechanical specifics. He's got a lot of like attachments at the back that sort of help him go through this process. You're kind of more so for the customer relationships of this end, but you can help him go along, but you're not able to open up the shop before, basically, you're like almost a 24-hour convenience store, right? But right. you miss a good chunk of your day before you're going to have to retire back to charge up for your one hour. <laughs> well... Um, 23-7 is our name, and we'll stay open, um, but uh, I think we'll be ready uh, again soon. 
yeah. I think you'll get one more stress from that. Okay. Up to three. Okay. And I think that's that scene. So it's going to be a week before we go to the next scene. Um... Larry, give me one more empathy roll. Okay. All right, that's another one for another success and one panic. Well, uh, the yellow dice were the important dice here. Okay, got it. Um, I'm going to say I don't think Larry's ever been upset. Like, exasperated, right? Like, mm -hmm. but like, actually, like, emotionally upset is foreign to you. You have seen very, something very disgusting in humanity that has metaphorically turned your stomach and kind of soured your attitude okay. going forward. I did everything for them. I do everything for them, and they made me look bad in front of the boss. I don't know. I don't know what I could do for them. I don't know what they need. I thought I did, but I don't. I I I I don't think I I, I could actually do everything that they want me to do. It's mm -hmm. so difficult to do this job sometimes, but I can, and I always have to. Um, but as the time progresses, you have all either had experience seeing store shelves go empty of certain supplies, the ones that are in high demand. It sounds like a lot of people are stockpiling. There have been announcements on the ship that saying, please don't, or it's not beneficial to anybody once you do that. And it creates artificial scarcity. Um, but it doesn't seem to alleviate the problem that happens. Um, it seems panic is on the rise, and you you hear more instances of people getting sick. Uh, Lucas, um, after after a few days of um, what happened at Larry's convenience store, uh, PJ actually starts calling in sick, and you don't hear from him for until I tell you. And you're left to sort of manage the shop on your own. Um, everybody's sort of being instructed to start following, you know, practice safe distancing. You're all being expected to sort of mask up. Um, more details about the contagion sort of start getting out. Um, any unusual rashness or afflictions on the skin are being asked to be reported and to start going, um, start quarantining yourselves and, um, going for treatment and for investigation into it for you specifically as employees on the ship um especially when you hear through either through direct one-on-one -on -one chats or sort of just through social networks there's a lot of anxiousness going amongst your group because you're in a position where your income is very much your lifeline and losing the ability to work will bleed you dry very quickly and 
a, the sentiment among a lot of people is that is worse than the disease that's going on. So, then, sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that even before you said that, I had thought that maybe, especially with what I do, I would be selling. They would obviously be for the elite because they would cost some money, but masks with built-in air purifying, like, I don't know how effective it is, but mm -hmm. that's how we're selling it. And then obviously yeah. I would have gone into cleanliness protocol like well beforehand. I was already talking about doing that at the beginning. Yeah. But that's sort of just the general mood to it, right? And yeah, like yeah. um you I haven't heard from EJ, right? But like um if you had any sense of sympathy for him, I don't know if you care for him as a person. Um but I don't think it would be unreasonable for you to know that, like, he's putting his livelihood at a risk by taking, by becoming sick and having to not work, right? And you know, even for yourself, you could not support yourself if you had to go sick for more than a week. It is yeah. quite severe for some of you. Um, happily, Larry can continue doing his job as he just needs his little box in the back as uh, you get paid minimum wage. That goes largely to maintaining yourself, I believe. But um, but yeah, uh, Carmen, give me any roll again. The stress dice are important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she got mm -hmm. a panic on stress. Yep. You, your stress dice goes up by one. I think everybody's stress dice will go up by one. Just as sort of the general tension goes up. So, okay. So you're at three now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you definitely are getting paranoid about what you've been exposed to. Um, you're not sure if, like, what's affecting around your eyes or even the feel around your skin is necessarily the rash that like, people have been describing. But like a turning in your stomach kind of makes you feel like it is. But up to this point, you feel like you've been doing a pretty good job of masking it. Or do you feel you would start trying to quarantine yourself? I think you should keep working. Okay. Um, so I think, uh, so Cassidy should be at a stress level of two. Okay. So you, you, you have not had a chance to like send your stress up, pull it by one, but Lucas, you're at three now. Or um, still... I thought I was still at two. Okay. Because I, I haven't told you specifically to increase your stress by one, right? Correct. Okay. So I think everyone should be at a minimum of <laughs> two. And then Larry and Carmen have had external factors raising theirs. Okay. Um, we just saw some small 
looting and mass hysteria as people were uh, running to shops to try to stock up and hoard on materials as it sounds like a pandemic is on the loose on the Apollo. Um, health advisory has sort of gone up a little bit and a few days after the event that had knocked Larry down in his shop spilled over <laughs> and uh, I guess a reprimand from his employer <laughs> left him a bit shaken up uh, incidents have gone on to Carmen it's obvious that something is going up with her but she hasn't exactly sussed out or decided to hide what's going on. But a few days, maybe close to a week, we'll be coming to our next scene as we come to Cassidy's shop. So if there's anything people since just since under we've been a week, weeks. Just it's it's been just about a week since um a Larry shop got looted. Maybe less. And then like how it. long from Larry's shop to the beginning of the pandemic? Um, Just a few days or? It was a week and a week and then f just under three weeks. Okay, cool. That's just because she had started towards the beginning of everything crafting masks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but if there's any questions people want to ask before I kind of commit to the next scene, now's the time. Otherwise, I'll jump into it. If we're all good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, most of you have, aside from this rush to get precious materials, after that has passed, have seen a, a large downturn in customers. It seems a lot of people are not going out anymore to go see things. Um, even just contact with some other in, uh, people who reside and work on the ship, like yourselves. Um, some of them you haven't heard very much from. Presumably some of them gotten sick. You haven't quite gotten confirmation on everyone who's missing and why they've gone missing. But it's safe to assume that some people are quarantining themselves or have taken ill. As I said, Lucas, your partner at the sh shoe store, PJ's gun missing, and uh, Cassidy, your co-worker assistant, also just informed you a couple of days ago that she's not feeling great and she's going to play it safe. Really? Yeah. But we're here now in the next scene. And you're manning your shop, which has been quiet for a while. You know you can have, you are you're not making money for the shop, but your shop has always been doing pretty well, considering that you are a high, um, like a high fashion. Yeah, like like people who come to your place spend a lot of money. Yeah, and you you are very positively in the green, and you know that your shop would still be in the green even if it took like a week or two of a big hit which it looks like it's going to be. Probably makes you a bit nervous, but you're not panicking like you know some other places would be right now. Mm. But it's still unnervingly quiet. I have you an idea. You haven't felt any symptoms, but you 
I, I assume you've been paying attention. Oh yeah, your... very yeah. close attention. I've been wearing PPE since the start. But yeah, as far as you know, you haven't been experiencing any, any of the symptoms that have been described. Um, but it's a it's a quiet morning as you open up the shop once more, as the whole mall seems quiet. Unnervingly quiet. Mm -hmm. So. If it's unnervingly quiet, and I'm still getting the occasional foot traffic, is that what I am understanding? Or is it like dead dead? It's very dead. Okay, the only cool. foot traffic seems to be like other people going to their own places, but there is like no customers. I want to reach out. First of all, I want to take stock of my available stuff. No customers, which means nobody is incoming for custom stuff which means I probably still have quite a bit of materials at my um, availability, like, or at my disposal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want to make more basic masks and offer those at a discounted price in the, to make them available to have more people so that we can get people back out and moving. Okay, so if you want to take that opportunity to sort of start about the process of making PPE, you can. Mm -hmm. I want to do that. That mm -hmm. and gloves. Because I figure with that kind of tech, we'll be able to make something much better quality. Okay, well, you you start about this task. And kind of funny that you were leading into this. Because it plays pretty well into what I have planned. Because... You hear someone come in. It's the first person coming in. You hear the door open. You hear a low, gruff, familiar voice go, Hello. That's Wilford. You can hear him from the back. Hello, Mr. Humphreys. I turn, wave. Would you like Is to see what I'm working on? No, that's not important right now. I have a special order, and I yes, require... Sir a lot of your stock to be shipped out. I see, sir. Uh, you can see that behind him, he has brought in an automated, um, basically a wagon, a cart. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I'll need you to load up all your stock into this. So all your manufacturing, your printing technology, anything you've already produced at this point. Yes, sir. Um. Since I've been working on a prototype and I've gotten something really high quality and you're still having to talk to a lot of people, would you like this mask that I made? You're funny. You can see his face doesn't like make any joyous expression. I do not need it. I am perfectly fine. I'm glad to hear it, sir. And I started mm -hmm. like... Loading up you, you, you know he's a synthetic. Oh shoot, I didn't know that. I guess I'd forgotten. Mm -hmm. I'm um, sorry, sir. But I will be acquiring all the stock right now. So um you can see he like motions towards the 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 little robot wagon as it starts to move towards the back of your shop. Um, you can see it's kind of got mechanical arms that immediately starts, like, taking everything off of your shelf. 
I was like already putting things in as I was talking to him. Like I was, I'm going to comply. I don't want to start shit with Mr. Humphreys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you can. Later. Um, he's pretty quiet throughout the whole process. You kind of get the sense that he's watching you, but he doesn't really say anything as it goes through. Um, maybe even a bit unnerving to you if you're not used to it. Um, you know, you probably had a pretty good relationship, at least comparatively to like what you've heard for a lot of other people, because you have always been very much in the green. So he's never really given you any shit, so to say. He hired me for a reason. Yeah. Um, but this has been, this, as it goes through the process, has been a very cold process, as he is not very emotionally yeah i'm just merely saying and yeah i guess you're working the shift on your own he makes no question about that either um but after maybe just under half an hour uh the majority of your shop has been stripped you've been left with a few essential things so um but like a lot of your c capacity to print new materials have been sort of taken a lot of your existing stuff has been taken um your basic tools to service things have been left behind as well as like you have enough to do basic things but you've been like severely drawn back but the um, the wagon has loaded up a lot of your materials and um he doesn't really say anything as he just ignores you and then uh directs the wagon out and leaves your shop without really any further. Mm. And your day is returns to being quite quiet after that uh, as you're left with a more empty shop. I think that it would not be unreasonable for me to close the shop for the afternoon. I want to go back to my apartment. Okay, and... well, I am... You don't get a chance to close your shop. Because oh. as you're going through the whole process, that's when you hear the door open one more time. Oh, I see. And you can see that there is someone who looks to be a customer. Uh, she's masked up. Um, you... Because you're very much trained, you can see that this is a person who has been uh, chromed up a fair bit amount. Uh, you can see that she's got uh, chrome that stretches throughout her whole arms. Mm -hmm. um, and it looks like she has kind of some basic um, stuff going in on her face, right? So you can tell that look like, you you know, the glint in the eyes that sort of mark that she's gotten them at least upgraded, probably not replaced mm -hmm. from your judgment. Um, but her arms do look to be covered in like a silk glove mm. but you sort of see the tips of the crumbs near the shoulders right and she's dressed in a very fashionable way you're trying to put her if you recognize her as a customer but um it's hard to point it in that moment her face is all masked up as i said before and she sort of comes up to you and she goes um i need your help I may be able to offer it. Okay, excellent. Um, so, I did not have this done here, but um, 
the other places currently closed, and I decided to come here. I need my cybernetics in my arms and hands cleaned. They seem to be quite dirty. Do I have the ability to first inspect it and see if the dirt mm. is weirdly oily? And well, second, she's currently got them. She's got them clogged up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want to. First, I want to examine them and see what the cause of the dirt is. And with yeah. the maintenance tools, am you, I able to clean it? Yeah. You. Before you've seen it, you know that you're sort of left with enough that you can sort of at least like open up someone's okay. chromes or mechanicals and start inspecting them and like doing some touch-ups right like you could do basic repairs doing anything like incredibly extensive might be beyond your capabilities but like it's also an odd request you know because like they don't necessarily need cleaning all the time right like it that's that's kind of uncommon right like it's sort of easy enough for someone to maintain their own cleaning, right? Well then, I would like to ask um, her what the source is. Okay, um, so she, you can see that she pulls off one of the long leather gloves, and if she does, her hands are... The chrome has been made to look like skin, like her skin tone. Um, so it's kind of got this odd f effect where it it looks kind of natural, but it has that chrome effect to it, right? So it's kind of got this weird mix of, like, looking normal but looking metallic. That's cool. good. Um, and you can see that um, she's got very... She's got, like, glass nails at the end of it um, that kind of have a slight glow to them. Kind of subtle. But because of what you sort of understand of, like, how these hands are built, you know that this what she has installed is probably very high-end model. Um, she's probably very wealthy just from that. Um, her hand looks like if uh, the flesh has been heavily bruised, which you know isn't right because she doesn't... It, it's metal like you you know what it's made out of right like there's it's not made of flesh like she's had her hands replaced mm -hmm. and like there shouldn't be like bruising but it's like all black underneath and you can sort of almost it like it looks like bruising and you you yeah. don't understand where it is right and um and she says like i need this buffed out When did this happen? It'll make it easier for me to make sure that it's done correctly if I know the depth and severity of, of for lack of a better word, injury. I, I haven't injured myself. This has just sort of appeared gradually, I'd say. Gradually but anyways, um, you know, just get in there, find out what's causing that, and clean it out, and I'll be happy. Okay, how have you been feeling? It's relevant. I feel fine. Mm. I see. I, like, take extra precaution and put something over my eyes. I would assume I would have access to PPE for that purpose, too. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you've so, been taking Easter precautions just Yeah, I'm definitely being extremely careful. So I'm going to have like all my shit on. I'm going to put on my apron and everything and um, have her like go ahead and take a seat. I am offering or operating with less um, capacity material availability at the, the moment, but I will do my best for you. Okay. And I start to open her arm. So yeah, she sits down in the chair that you have set up. It's kind of like um, when you're at a dentist, right? And they have okay. like a whole built-up chair, right? But your yours is more specialized. So there's there's like a spot for like the person to rest their arm, and you even have like more control, so you can kind of raise it and lower it as you need to. Oh, kind of like a so, nice tattoo chair. Yeah. So she she sets it up there, right? And it kind of um, it's formed so that her hand can fit there very comfortably, right? And um, she's kind of got an air of an attitude that she's like give me an empathy roll here okay where is it I am looking for it um so in your character sheet if you look at the middle of it um, you should see that there is a strength, agility, empathy, and wits. Oh, there it is. Okay. So Sorry about that. that. Empathy. How'd I do? Okay. Oh, no. Did she just disappear? I'm here. You're back. Okay. Here. You you disappeared from my screen for a second, so I just was worried you'd got dropped. Okay. So. Uh... You can tell she's kind of putting, she's trying to put on an air of like annoyance, but you can feel that there is like um, a worry that it's trying to mask. Yeah, that checks um, out. Mm-hmm. And you also notice it, it's hard to sort of for you to pick up immediately, right? And especially since she's wearing a mask. But you're pretty sure she's wearing a large amount of makeup on her face. That's in it. It's to not not necessarily to look like it, it's not like to doll up necessarily, but it's sort of like to make her face kind of a natural look to the face, right? So like a concealer. And like stuff. she's covering something. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I'm gonna like nonchalantly while I'm working on her arm, kind of eyes averted. Well, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm still going through the steps. So, as you kind of set up, and you, there is a trick, you know, how to open up these arms correctly. So, you start to disengage it, and the plates start to, like, you know, they kind of open up and unfold to sort of give you access to perform your whatever maintenance or installation upgrading of stone so parts but there is um an unusual sound as it sounds slick and wet as it sort opens up and underneath these chrome plates sort of exposed you know that it's a mechanical uh skeleton that's basically built around the bone, right? So like it, it kind of upgrades onto the bone and built around it. And there's cables and wirings and uh, like power for power and supply and so on, right? Um, 
this is moist. This is wet. And it looks red, which is very surprising, like fleshy red. And you see there's splotches of black all throughout the arm. And maybe even just sort of as a nervous switch, um, one of her fingers starts sort of drumming. I see. Um, I pay attention to how it moves. Her finger? Yeah. In what way? I want to see if... Like, sometimes when you have, like, a machine or something and there's, like, a lot of oil in it, it, like, doesn't move as effectively. It's almost, like, slippy on the inside or, like, not able to extend as well. I don't know, like, I guess to see if there's any, like, pressure buildup or anything. The movement of her hand looks very natural. Okay, cool. In fact, even, like, her whole process of, like, setting down, you didn't notice any weird, like, for lack of a better term, glitching. Okay, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, um, there wasn't, like, any as she tried to put her hand down. It felt very smooth and fluid. Which doesn't help you troubleshoot this. No, not at all. Um, but there is a large amount of mess in it. It looks like there has been a buildup of flesh regrowing in there, yeah. which you've never seen before. And it looks like there is more cable tendons than you're used to seeing in a model like this. Um, they almost have a rhythmic from to them like a like a artery and they're very dark and black well i've never seen this before where did you say that you got this done uh she lists she says she got it done at ooh, uh, at the Jupiter's district by a name that you recognize, one of the other cybernetic retailers. Um, they came in after you. Um, sometimes you occasionally refer back to one another, depending on things. Um, you know that they like to do more grand scale work, mm -hmm. like full on replacements, which you, you tend to do like more subtle things than them. Right, so like you have done like large scale things, but like, you know, like they prefer to take the bigger jobs mm -hmm. and you, you tend to refer people to them for that. Um, would it conceivable, like be conceivable that I would have a personal number for the manager of that shop to ask him if he's ever seen something like this before? Uh, you could ask. Um, she also says she's got it done like over two years ago. So. Yeah. No, I'm quite interested to see if he knows why any flesh might regrow. Um, so you're, is this going to take a while? She says. I'm trying to or troubleshoot the issue so that this doesn't happen again to you. I'm sure you would prefer to spend a little more time in my chair now than be in here twice a week. She like kind of, and then you can take your call. Um, there's no answer. Oh no. It go. It rings for a while. 
and goes to answering and you hear sort of that practiced customer service answer where it's just like we're not available right now um there hasn't been any change for the pandemic it's just the usual one so it just says we're not available right now we will we value you as a customer if you have any questions please leave it we'll get back to you as soon as possible so i specifically meant like to contact the manager on his personal device you do not have that okay you only have their business of operations shoot okay um then i'm gonna do what i can to clean her up and be like i couldn't get a hold of him now but i'll look into this further can i take your contact information and reach back out to see if there's anything else that can be done for you what so you're not gonna no i'm gonna do it today i'm just concerned that it might become a recurring issue i've never seen anything quite like this before i'm concerned about the fact that you have some flesh growth what ma'am look down yes you're not supposed to have flesh in there they do full replacements typically. It's I've never seen anything like this before, and I'm concerned that that's the source of the bruising, or what looks like bruising, more accurately. Um, you can see that there's like a large swallow as she's sort of like listening to what you say, and um, so what can you do for it? Today, I'll do my best to clean everything up so that you don't have any residual residue. If you have it anywhere else, I would be very interested to take a look there because the more information that I can get, the better information I can no. give. No, in, no paper trail. Absolutely no paper trail. All I ask is that you maybe, if you don't feel comfortable with me reaching out to you, stop back in three to five days. I'm working. No I'm used to working this. with discrete clientele. Okay, you can see she kind of relaxes a little bit when you say that, and she says, "I'll do what you can." Yes. Um, as you take a moment to like inspect it, also your stress has gone up. I'm sure. Yep. Um. There is a. Uh, as you're taking a moment to sort of like really like um, examine this, right? Like this is, you're not sure exactly what to make out of this. And this is kind of freaking you out on like a low key level, but you're kind of keeping it together in this moment. Um, the flesh inside the cybernetic arm is splotchy it's not like that there's just one continuous muscle like a normal human arm or hand would have right it kind of looks like that there's patches where the flesh has kind of regrown apart and it feels like it's attached to the mechanical tendons inside of this arm um you can see that intermittent in the flesh it looks like that there's like oil that's kind of like blotched and leaking into the flesh um a lot of the uh wiring cables and tendons within the arm look to be quote 
coated in a, a thin or even like pumping some of this oil which you know that there is an amount of like lubrication inside of these to keep them sort of running well right this is not that you know that do you want to try to remove some of the flesh no i want to start by testing to see if she can feel any of it just want to be like start with a gentle poke and be like can you feel what i'm doing she pauses for a moment and says no okay then give me an empathy roll a what roll an empathy roll She felt it. Okay. You 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 felt her react to it. You saw it in her face, even though it's masked up. And your panic is starting to like what was sort of like just underneath, it's building up. Okay. Um make a panic roll. So I think you can do that on your character sheet, right? It's been a long time. You keep it together. Okay. So I'm just going to continue to clear up and I'm going to say I would like to, just to prevent any further issues that I might instigate, I'm well, going to leave everything as it can be in there and just clean up this gunk for you. How do you propose you clean it up? I mean, I would assume that I would have access to things like um, medical sponges, gauze, that kind of thing. Because if I'm doing modifications to people, then there's probably mm-hmm. going to be some bleeding or something, kind of like a tattoo yeah. or piercing. I was just like wondering what. Yeah, I would use um, like, um, oh man, what are those called? Some. It's like a pair of scissors, but it grips things instead like a medical plier and I would use forceps. that with gauze attached. Thank you, forceps. I would use forceps and gauze to like dab it and put it into like a specific biohazard bin. And okay. Just like maybe some sort of debriding solution like a, like a saline or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think there's very many times where you, I guess, operate on flesh like you get to sort of see the what it looks like inside when you cut it open or do you think that's sort of like to what degree am i able to work on people i think that is probably the answer because like if i'm placing something under the skin that's going to expose muscle sometimes i i think i think anything within the limbs is uh deemed within your field anything that's sort of within the cavity of the main torso is probably left to like uh proper doctors right surgeons and stuff right but i think like you cutting open into someone's arm and sort of like peeling back like opening it up so that you can like get to the bone it's probably something you've seen a bit i'm just asking do you think that's sort of like um work you've probably done quite a bit of 
Yeah, I think that would make the most sense because I'm sure, especially with being uh, more expensive, I probably do more intricate and specialized um, work. Yeah. Um, there is an odd similarity to how the form of the cybernetic hand has changed, for a lack of a better term, from what you think it should be, to it almost looks like a lot of, like, how it moves and like against itself and even just like sometimes like because while she tries not to her fingers does occasionally like have a nervous tap to it the way i guess the mechanical muscles and tendons are working it feels oddly organic um you take the forceps and you try to open up and get into some spots as and like as you put in the sponge or the gauze you can see that it just soaks up this oil and becomes black and slick and you take it out and you go back in for a few times as you're trying to clean up everything that you can it takes you a little while and maybe like seven minutes in you're getting into a particularly tight crevice where you feel a tug on the forceps and it almost feels like something is pulling at it gross okay um it you need to you're struggling to kind of it's requiring force to keep it from what do you do um <laughs> I mean, this is probably about the time that I'm really struggling to keep composure. Um, I think that I would be like gently like tugging because I can't just leave this gauze in her arm. And I'm going to say, um, I think that it's caught on something. Can you lean this I way while I pull this roll. way? I'm sorry, Make what? Another panic roll. Okay. Okay. Make me a strength check now. As you're trying to start saying this, make another panic roll. <laughs> okay, as you're starting to, um, you can feel the slight tugging. It almost feels like it's something is pulling the forceps in and you're trying to maintain composure and you, you're keeping enough force to keep the pliers from being pulled in as you start to explain this to the lady there is a sudden stronger pull towards it and you <gasps> panic as it catches you off guard and the forceps slip from your fingers and into the arm Oof. Yeah. and she goes what was that what just happened so my voice what just happened try to explain to her it she, was just um, pulled her, her in your arm kind of broken there is a bit of panic in her voice what what did you just what it it felt like something grabbed it and it pulled it into your arm Pulled what 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 did you the, drop in the my arm? forceps and gauze that i was get holding them out i it's gone what do you mean it's gone get it out it's oh man um i cut further you cut like, further? trying to like get further like i guess open more of her arm up like kind of where it starts to meet the flesh a little bit and like try to get so, deeper in there so you're going to try to take 
like a scalpel and cut into yeah do i have like a local i bet i would have access to a localized anesthetic okay so you're gonna try to play an anesthetic too yeah i'm gonna apply an anesthetic and be like i want to see what's going on where it met it um and cut into it right there yeah which i assume you normally wouldn't do to a completely cybernetic arm but this is you you've seen that she's felt this before um so you're gonna take the scalpel and try to cut away to find where the forceps got pulled into yeah i want to see because i'm assuming for what in my head i was picturing it to be like further up in the bicep like because i would be cleaning my way up and for it to have been grabbed probably like close to the inside of the elbow okay so you 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 make your first incision in some of the flesh to try to weed in where you think the forceps got pulled into um you hear her hiss as you cut into it you know you've given enough time for the anesthetic to take a hold but it doesn't seem like it's affecting her in this state um she hisses she doesn't say anything and she tries to keep it together but she's holding their arm there um i reach over and grab grab a stress ball (laughs) yeah would you strap her arm in at this Uh, point so with one hand i grab a stress ball for her one hand and with like and hold on to the other and then i would be like i'm sorry i have to strap you down so well, that, that you that's don't fine. i just need to know if you've strapped her or not yeah yeah, yeah. no i'm strapping okay. her right now she's strapped so you cut it you hear that she hisses she obviously feels it right as you look into it um a lot in the arm quivers from that first incision bless her heart um give me a wits check There it is. You've made a cut. You don't see it. You make a deeper cut. She hisses again, mm-hmm. but holds it together. You do not see where the forceps have gone. But there is a increased pulse to a lot of what's going inside in the arm at this moment. So it's, oh, it's, it rolled it. It just took forever. Yeah. Um. Did you find it? No. She's so strained. I'm so sorry. I have no idea what's happened. Get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out. She's kind of singing under her breath. Are you gonna, are you gonna, you're going to try to push? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, increase your stress by one and roll again. Roll another wits? Yeah, another wits as you try to find. Okay. Um, you make a third larger cut as you sort of go further into the arm, trying to peel back more of the tendons. And you see where the forceps have been drawn into deep close to the skeleton and you can kind of see that it looks like there's almost something pulling at it but before you sort of notice this or figure this out it looks like one of these black ooze or black oil slick tendons snaps apart and 
coils quickly around your scalpel. You scream as it swirls it around and throws the scalpel away. And you can see she starts to, like, really start to panic. Her arm starts to, like, shake in the thing as she's going, What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I get it. Ah. She's, like, full-blown full panicked at this moment. Um, make me another panic check. For sure. This is really good. Gross, but good. Like the scabs. Yeah. Um, you are you are his- hysterical at this moment. Oh, you yeah. do not know what... Like, this has completely confounded any experience you have. This is borderline alien from what you've seen. Um, you do not have an answer for this. You're absolutely terrified. I start just, like, wildly putting her arm back together. Just, like, whatever I can do to get that shit contained. Okay. Through the scalpel, it's out. Yeah. Or you no, can... you said the scalpel, or no, the forceps? Got, the scalpel got thrown. The scalpel got thrown. I couldn't get the forceps. The oh, forceps geez. are still in there. Um... But like you've you've lost you've lost that thread at this point. You are Nope. You Oof. you you quickly force it open, you hear <laughs> as you like close the arm back. Um you can still see it's like that. Um her arm is like there and she's like looking at you, right? Like um there's tears in her eye. You can see it's almost like washed away some of the concealer that you picked up on before, right? And you see it's just like black by her eyes. And she goes, Did uh, what what happened? What's what's going on? What what did oh. you get it out? It's out. It's out. Right? Yes. It's out. It's out. Sweet honey child. You are not composed enough to react like this. You are still panicking. Oh yeah, no, You're I'm losing hysterical. my shit. Um, I'm just gonna say there's something in there. Like if I'm losing my shit, I'm not gonna censor what I'm saying. I'm gonna be like, there's something in there. I don't know how to get it out, but it's in there and it's disgusting and I'm so let, sorry. Let me, I out, can't. let me out. Let me out. She's sort of saying. You can see she, her. Okay. Um, she like quickly retracts her arm and she like she just bolts. She leaves. I'm just fucking sobbing, like trying to pick every mess up, but like just like losing my shit, just straight messy. I run over and lock the door. I write a sign, busy for cleanup, okay. and try to clean up. Okay. Your stress level has gone up by one, and that'll be your scene. Oh, jeez. That was really cool. Thank you. <laughs> It'll be about another week before we go to their last scene, and then we'll go to a climax after that. But a question, what do you do after you've calmed down from this? Eat a Cheeto. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to my room, rip my clothes off. Like, there's nobody around. Rip my clothes off outside of the door. Don't wear them in. Go into my room, go straight to the shower, and take the world's longest shower. I'm gonna scrub my skin till mm-hmm. it's raw. Um, what? 
What do you do about the fact that you have witnessed this incident? Specifically, if you know what I mean. Like, do you report it? No. I'm not reporting okay. it yet. You did not get enough information to identify her. That's why I don't report like, it. I don't have... You, Nobody's you have... gonna believe me. It's hard to say. Um, what you saw was definitely not anything that has been described in any of the whatever is going on. I, there was like elements like there has been starting to be more and more talk of the rashes are now being described as black instead of like I feel like a lot of people kind of assume that they'd be red but like now it's being described as black and oily did it have a smell? Like, did it smell necrotic or anything? It smelled like machinery huh. and flesh. I see. Just like straight. This is disgusting. And I hate it. Um, I scrub harder. <laughs> I won't report it to anybody yet. Um, maybe I'll reach back out to that store manager and ask for his personal number well, if I can get a hold of him. You cannot. Okay. I can just assume that with the store closed not getting a hold of him, he's probably sick. Something happened along those degrees from what you gathered when you sort of send out feelers to sort of figure out what was going on. I just DM but In everybody. the moment, <laughs> you're not able to identify, or you're not able to track down the person and have a conversation with them yet. Reasonable. Um, Cameron, make me a panic roll. You mean Carmen? Yes. Okay. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I was like, who's Cameron? I didn't even remember my name for like a hot second. So that... He's being right. the boss again. Seven. You're still going to work? Is that a question or a statement? Yes. I'm asking. Okay. <laughs> Is yeah. that a question or a statement? Yes. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, well, so it's been a week, right? So mm -hmm. what's um, her, it, how have her symptoms progressed? You don't think you've developed, you're not coughing. You don't think you feel nauseous, but you do, underneath your fingernails, you see the black, the rash that they're calling it, but it's, to you, you can see that it, it's like oily and grimy and gross. Um, it glistens a little bit. Um, in like probably just from when it got dumped on me, I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's definitely around your eyes, and you've been taking efforts to conceal it, if that's what you want to be doing. Um, sometimes you get glimpses of, like, it in your mouth, too. You feel like you have a weird taste in your mouth that hasn't quite... It's hard to say if it's, like, accumulating more and more over the last week, 
or if that's just like in your head. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think in quiet moments when you're alone, maybe going to bed, you hear scratching at the back of your head. There's a very like, you know, it's inside your mind. It's oddly. Do you try to listen to it? There's sort of an, a natural urge to want to listen to it. Oh no. A desire to recall from it too. Which do you indulge in? But you hear it in the quiet moments. I think day. in the quiet mode moments she would listen to it. If it was at work, she would push it off. But if she was alone, then it's harder to keep this kind of stuff down, you know, when yeah. you're alone. What's it sound like, John? It's a... It's an odd combination of sounds. It's scratchy reverberation. Almost mechanical. And... Like before, I guess I can try to do this again, but it just comes off... It's going to sound quieter than this, because I have to be audible. But it's like... And this is just sort of distant whispers in the back of your mind. And you feel like there's a part of you that understands what it's saying. And it's saying, skin cannot be cleaned. Skin cannot be cleaned. Only completion. Complete yourself. And that's sort of all you can make out from it. Right on, right on. <laughs> um, Larry, I think you also have an odd incident that happens to you. One of your nights. Are you there, Ryan? Okay. Just, you know, I didn't know if you could hear. I'm here, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but, like, one of your shutdowns for the night as you kind of finish your day off of 23 hours at your convenience store you have an odd experience you shut down and you expect to just wake up the next hour but you're not there hmm. you don't understand what's happening but it's as if Larry is having a dream, which he's never had at this point. Mm -hmm. And you're in a somewhat featureless hall, and you hear a gross, fleshy sound coming down from it. And if you focus, maybe you are cognizant of this, or maybe you aren't, but you don't have a form in this vision. But you can hear down the hall this sound coming from there and there is a shape you can just sort of see huddled over something in the back you feel drawn towards it do you uh, yeah Larry, Larry will move towards it okay you feel as if you have no voice in this vision mm -hmm. but as you kind of go towards it the form feels 
familiar to you. You've seen yourself before. You know what you look like. But you see something that looks similar to you. Except it's kind of hunched over, crooked, leaned over. What you quickly recognize is some body, cadaver, someone has been splayed open, ripped. And you can see that this figure, one hand that feels too long for yours, reaches in and pulls out a strip of flesh. And you just hear this. You can see this figure is hunched over, looking towards it. You cannot see clearly what the front of their face looks like, but you recognize a large boxy head that's similar to how your mascot looks. And almost as if it realizes it's being watched, the head turns around like an owl head on point swiveling towards you. And you can just see that where your face would have been, it's been ripped. There is one eye that is still functional that is just red, glowing red from inside the box as if like parts of the face have been like ripped apart um where the mouth was you just see parts of the speaker behind it and you can see that like stain throughout the 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 whole body of whatever you're looking at it's stained in oil and it is red from blood and flesh and you think even inside where the speaker is, you see that there looks to be like a thin membrane of flesh spread about, and it goes, join us, and then you wake up through the next day. Well, I don't feel like unionizing today, I don't think. (laughs) And uh, Amara or Haley and Ryan, both of your stress can go up by one from that. Up to four. Uh, Lee, your Carmen. Yeah, uh, Lucas's stress will also go up to one. Okay, go up by one. And as we go into our final scene, Lucas, you have received an email from Wilford. Um, your initial. Sorry. Uh, your initial email from Wilford it seems somewhat rudimentary. Um, it says, Lucas, in an effort to continue the growth of our companies within the Plutus district, I am looking forward to expanding and reworking our current internal management. As you have been one of my most reliable and longtime employees, I would like to personally invite you to come to my office for a brainstorming and idea kickoff session. I have plans for you moving forward and would like to make sure you're involved and understand what I would hope you can perform. There are good opportunities for you going forward. I hope to see you soon. Wilford. Uh, He includes where he expects, when and where he expects to meet you. It's his office, which you're familiar with. You've been there several times. Um, 
Well, jeez. All right. Um, <clears throat> I did not want to make this into a career, but since uh, stuck on the Apollo for the duration of its uh, of its journey here, I suppose I better play along. I guess I just I won't tell them I was planning on quitting when we ended this uh, sojourn. But yeah, all right, I'll go meet them. I really wish I could spend my time working on this documentary. This thing is going to be gangbusters. Okay. So his, uh, his office is located within the Plutus district. Um, it's not too far for you to go. I mean, pretty much everything is within reasonable walking distance uh, for you. Uh, so you're there. The office is quite empty. Um, seems he... A lot of is being automated, and you are directed towards his office, or his, his personal office inside the greater office. Um, you can see that he is there, sitting at his desk, um, working on something on the computer as he sort of sees you come in. Uh, he doesn't quite look up, but uh, you can see he motions you towards the seat in front of him. Um, he kind of gives you what you understand. He says, um, without saying words, like, I will be ready with you in just a moment. But he expects you to sit. So as you... As you sit down, and he takes like five more minutes, you can hear him one-handed typing along as he sort of takes a moment to register everything that kind of goes in and then he clicks he turns his attention towards you he's like thank you lucas i'm glad you could make it i'm glad you could take time out of your busy schedule yeah well thank you sir yes i'm quite excited about the future i'm being frank yes well Me too How, how can how can I help going forward, sir? Well, I'm sure you've noticed that the Hermes sector, and frankly, most sectors are a bit of a mess in the moment. It's an understatement. Yes? Yeah, yes, yes, sir. All hell seems to be breaking loose. I don't know what's going on. Uh, yes. Even my little district here in Plutos hasn't done the best. We're still working, but... We'll get through this. Jeez, I hope so, sir. You know, PJ hadn't been well at all. Mm, don't worry. I've checked in on PJ. Oh, I'm well, sure he'll make a recovery soon. That's kind of you. But I don't think... I think challenges are merely a conduit for change and improvement. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes, sir, they can be. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're kind of describing the hero's journey here, sir. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the uh, the oh, never mind, go on, sir. Mm -hmm. <sighs> well, I don't know if you felt it the way I have, Lucas, but change is in the air, wouldn't you say? Things need to change before they get better. Well, yeah, sir. I mean, if if you mean uh, everybody's starting to get healthy again, yeah, that yes, 
Looking forward to that. It kind of gives you a smile. Not his usual practice one. That he kind of is his customer serving one. Um, but a more subtle one when you say that. Goes. Well, Lucas, I think you're an excellent candidate to help me with change. You've been here for six years now, correct? Oh, wow. You say it like that. Yeah. And in your six years here, can you say anything's really changed, improved, gone better? Would I say that, sir? It's been static, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, it's been very, I mean, you know, uh, uh, gradually upward trending, I I think. We've we've tried to do well for you. But the people haven't changed. Oh, no, sir. Still buying shoes, all of them. The ship is the same. Yeah, yeah, I would say so, sir. We're still selling the same material of goods, but if we're being frank, it doesn't really offer anything to our customers. Well, the self-tying laces have been pretty popular, sir. If, if there were any way to upgrade uh, the 3D printer, um, I think we could, uh, you know, I mean, I understand that like shoes wearing out faster sells more shoes, but really if we could, if we could push the quality of the product, sir, I think, uh, I think that might go a long way for us. Mm-hmm. He like leans back and sort of looks at you for a moment after you say that and goes, and then he leans forward again and he goes, Lucas, you don't really believe that's what people want, do you? You don't think that's fulfilling, do you? Be honest with me here. Well, the, the self-tying laces are very popular. Um, Shoes, you mean, sir? Um, You're losing me, sir. I mean, it's almost as though you're talking about something more existential than selling shoes. I think I am, Lucas. Sir, you you wouldn't be trying to, like, bring me into a cult or something, would you? Because, I mean, God bless you if that's your thing. Um, I'm good. I'm hardly religious. Religion is a thing of man. Well, then, like Amway? Is that what this is? What? Oh, it's like a, it's like a pyramid scheme company. Like, you recruit people into the business, and then they start selling for you, and then you make money from them, and then they recruit people, and the money all just funnels back up to the top. I mean, I guess... I call it Amway. I guess other people would call it capitalism. I don't know. Hmm. It's a it, it's it's a scam, sir. Lucas, as we are, as most of the businesses here in Hermes, we are selling to fulfill the material body in an empty way. But yes, what if we change? What if we sell for the soul? What if we want to... Mm. We give our customers something to distract themselves from the empty pit that eats away inside of them. But really, we should be finding a way to fill it. Forget about the material possessions. Forget about this... 
ridiculous food trends, the biodegradable clothing. It's just rot. It's a waste of time. It doesn't help. It doesn't make anyone better. It's just a fad. We could be improving people, helping them meet their real potential, help them complete themselves. Is that something you would want to do, Lucas? Would you want to help people? I mean, yes, sir. You, you yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm a filmmaker too, uh, by the way. So yeah, I mean, that that's what I hope to do through my art, sir. So yes, I mean, the answer to your question, sir, is yes. Lucas, I have a question for you. When, I cannot speak to this personally, but when a human gets a cavity, what do you do with it? Well, um, I, I suppose you go to the dentist and, and get it drilled out and then filled in, sir. Yes. You drill out the rot. You drill out what's bleeding, what's infecting the rest. And then you fill it with something better than it was before. Something that lasts. Could be silver, gold, porcelain. These things don't decay. They do not have the same weaknesses. It helps protect the things that are vulnerable. The things underneath. The flesh. We do this with a lot of things. The dentists drill out cavities. We install pacemakers in the hearts. We put pins in bones that have been broken. But it's not all we have to do, is it? You can take more steps, can't you, Lucas? Sir, it's not just a dream. It's possibility, reality. Am I am I being promoted or fired, sir? I, I can't tell. <laughs> um, it's at that point that he kind of leans in real close and there's going to be a picture coming in uh just give me one second um okay so he leans in real close and you can see he takes a hand from the skin of his synthetic flesh and he pulls it apart and revealing a lot of the skull underneath uh his eye is exposed and you can see it thrums in a way that almost makes it look like an actual eye something organic it glistens there is a black oil that errs around it that kind of bleeds away from it and underneath of the skin that he has pulled away you can see flesh is stringed along that's attached to the skin and connects to the skull underneath this mechanical metal skull um his teeth are exposed for the first time in a while as you've seen you can see that there is oil that lingers and bleeds in between the cracks of the teeth and he's kind of got this wicked grimace of a smile as he says look lucas it's synthetic and organic as one. Isn't it beautiful? This is what I've been working on. There. And then he you can see 
which is something you haven't noticed as he takes with his one free hand, pushes forward a box, and he goes, here is an extra eye. And I already feel the difference as he sort of starts to wave back to himself. You cannot understand what this is like. I see light like I've never seen it before. It's incredible. And everyone should get a chance to experience this, to feel complete. And Lucas, this, as he points back towards the box, is my gift towards you for this. And do you open the box? Um, I see. Why well, are you asking me about the dentist there, sir? Um, you might want to get there. Um, he kind of lets the skin fall back. Um, you can see his eyes are open sort of widely for the first time as he's staring at you intently. Um, what did, what's, what's this box, sir? It's my gift towards you, Lucas. I would hope you accept it. And enjoy in the vision I have received. Oh, I guess it'd be rude uh, not, not, to, not to open it. Um, thank you, um, sir. As you flip open the box, uh, you can see inside looks to be a mechanical eye. Um, at the, it looks to be made of glass. Um, it's the same color as his eye. At the back of it, there is a whole series of uh, connection ports, like um, the ones that insert into a thing. Um, not that you're necessarily super familiar with how like all the robotics park work, but you kind of expect that that's like where it like sinks in and locks in to connect to the rest of what's ever going back in here. Um, it has a slight glisten to it. Do you, what do you do with it now that you've seen the eye? <sighs> Well, this is it's beautiful, sir. Uh, it's really uh, a th uh, well-engineered piece of equipment. There, I've I've made a, a deliberate choice, sir, not to um, uh, accessorize myself with uh, cybernetics at all. Um, I'm very sort of analog in my. What? These are these aren't accessories. This is the first step to completion. Yeah. Um, it's, what do you, what do you, what, what do you, what do you want me to, to do with this, sir? I want you to experience the visions I have seen, Lucas, the way I've seen them. I mean, is it like a, is it like a lens? Like, can I just, can, just kind of like look through it? Lucas, I have improved myself. I want you to improve yourself the way you, I have. Yeah, you see, sir, um, art is is found in in the flaws, and um, I, I, I like my analog eyes, as it were. But your eyes are flawed, Lucas. Well, they yeah. Made well, 
If you would just let me help you. You can see his hand reaches out towards your face. It is coming towards your eye. Like, what? how do you react? I would I would definitely lean back in the chair. Like, well, no, no, sir. Okay, give me an agility check. All right. That is one success. Okay. Um, you quickly dodge out of the way of his hand, and he's not like making incredibly fast movements like he doesn't follow you through as you kind of come back but he does retract his hands and he sort of brings himself to the desk and he stands up and you're very used to him standing over kind of hunched like you can see that he's got the cane sitting next to his desk but he doesn't go for it he stands fully upright and he looks very tall and intimidating in a way you've never seen him before as he looks down at you sitting there he just kind of goes lucas i'm very disappointed in you what do you do lee um this has been very weird sir um can i can i just maybe get back to work and we'll just, we'll just forget this uh, conversation to happen Lucas, I'd hope you take my gift and consider it. He kind of stares at you very intently. Well, sure, sir. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take it with me if you, if you want me to, sir. I mean, I don't want to be rude. Uh, I, 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 I'm not gonna stick it in my head or nothing. But... Uh, thank you. He's just staring at you. You can swear that there's even kind of like a red kind of just very subtle like glow at the back of his eyes as he's staring at you he doesn't say anything do you leave sir you mind if i ask you one question and i don't mean to be rude or nothing y'all are uh uh Words are escaping me. So you're uh, a construct. What's that? Make a panic check. Also, your stress has gone up by one. Cool. Uh, I can't find panic. Where's panic at on the sheet? Stop panicking. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I can't fucking find panic. It, the roll buttons to, uh, right below career. Got it. Okay. That is a seven. Um, there, there is a fear that has gripped you that is very primal. There is something incredibly alien and dangerous about Wilford right now. And you need to not be here as soon as possible. I'll take the gift. I'm going go go head for the door. Yeah. You don't hear anything from him. He just you can feel him staring at you as you 
leave. Jesus Christ. What I'm what I'm wondering in, in, in my head as best I can is if he's an artificial being and now he's combined with flesh, where did the flesh come from? But I could not put that question together. <laughs> as I quickly make my way back to my apartment as quickly as we can. Mm-hmm. What do you do with the mechanical eye? Um, I think that in in my current state, I forget that I'm holding it. Mm-hmm. Until you, know, what do I do with it when I get back? Um, because you'll have plenty of time with the eye. Because it's going to be about a week before we go to the next scene. I get so. back into my apartment, realize I'm still holding it, and throw it in the trash. Okay. It will be roughly a week before the next incident happens. But as we build up to that week, um, things have gone incredible. Like, things have been escalating as far as quarantine goes. Um, Lee, or uh, the day after Lucas leaves, uh, Wilford's office a ship-wide quarantine gets issued people are not allowed to leave their place of residence um, guests are very upset about this but the private staff are very upset about this because this has taken away their means of um, employment and their livelihood and there's been no adequate means of recompense for this um there is sort of a combination of it almost feels like a lack of care for your class but also just there is so much going on in the ship at this moment you've been hearing reports that like the the medical medical staff have been severely overtaxed with the influx of people coming in you're hearing more and more reports of people dying from it as some people with really bad cases of this um, start to suffer very extreme um, afflictions from whatever this disease is. Um, it's more understood at this point as, I, as nausea and rash are usually the first symptoms that people see. And then as it progresses worse, sometimes it turns into a very high fever. Um, people believe that it may be contagious at that point. Still not very well understood. Muscle aches and coughs come after that. And then in the final throes before people die, they experience convulsions and extreme delirium. Once people hit that point, they usually die. Um, the medical staff have become more open, talking about the fact that the oil seems to be attributed. And at this point in the ship, I think people notice more. Larry, you've probably seen 
instances where the oil seems to just appear in spots in your shop that you don't really have explanations for, almost as if it's bleeding out of corners in the shop. Um, even yourself, you don't think you're... Sometimes you find it on your hands and you don't know when that could have happened. You take your efforts to clean it, but you're not sure what to make out of it. With all these restrictions, and there has been an amount of frustration among your working class, and there has been talk among the socials that people are going to uh, organize in protest, and there's talk about people meeting in one of the, um, not in the Plutos district, but people are talking about uh, organizing in the Titan district, which is close to yours. Um, they're going to protest what's been done to them and demand that proper rights given. Um, there's been a call for you to all attend. Are any of you going to attend or are any of you going to abstain? I gotta watch the shop. <laughs> I'll go. I'm going. Where are you gonna I'm go? going. Yeah, yeah, Lucas will go, but he's very freaked out. Still. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for answers because I'm still like all fucked up on this and I want to know if it's happened to anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's stress is going to go up by one. What happens when your stress That's reaches fine. 10? What do you mean your stress reaches 10? What happens when it happens? Stress? Yeah. Are, are you talking about the stress level? Yeah. It, it just adds 10 yellow dice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Four chances to panic. Yeah. So the basics to how the stress works in this game is when you make a roll, you roll extra dice for each stress you have. So okay. the stress gives you, it's a double-edged sword. It increases your chances of getting successes but it also gives you the chances of panicking. And when you make panic rolls, how it works is you roll a d6 and you add your stress level to that to determine okay. the severity of your stress. So like um, seven is the threshold for an effect to happen. So technically, if you don't have any stress, your panic will always be under seven. But the minute you get one stress, you always have the chance of panicking because if you roll a six plus one, is seven mm -hmm. and then it gets more and more severe as it goes on okay thank you for okay. clarifying now everyone has increased their stress by one mm -hmm. i'm gonna ask everyone to make a panic roll that's a 10 10 10 10 11 11 makes sense for good old lucas okay um Anyone who has not been experiencing symptoms at this point, you start experiencing symptoms. Oh man, I was so careful. <laughs> I'm just leaking oil yeah. everywhere. This is unsettling. This is disgusting and I hate it. Larry, you've had more odd dreams. You can hear the occasional whisper. Don't have dreams. Not normally. 
you occasionally hear that same alien words that sort of come from the quiet moments in the dark. Just... There's a bug in my programming. This isn't about work at all. But the protest comes up. You know they've all organized. There's an open venue that they want to attend to. A big open hall. Um, people are making efforts to sort of, you know, distance from one another. But as you sort of get there, this is the most people you've seen in one place for a long time. Even, even though people are making efforts to not, like, overly crowd one another from everything that's going on, there's still a lot of people. And it's hard for you to maintain distance from one another. Do you think you'd be coalesced to each other, or do you think you'd be, um, you know, in on your own amongst the crowd? I'd probably be Roman, looking for uh, Kaylee. I'd recognize Larry if I see him. I'd go over. Larry said he was attending the shop. Oh, well, I'd probably rec I'd recognize Carmen, too, from our interaction at the shoe store. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'd approach her as well. <coughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you can see that a lot of people are masked up or are varying degrees of PPE, right? Um, but it seems like everybody is, like, in some level of PPE. Um, there is a line that seems to have been formed that goes deeper into the mall that there looks to be security there already anticipating you um there is several high high profile like um big security robots they stand like just above eight feet tall they're very large frames these are these are like military class um they're meant for in emergencies on the ship in case like pirates or something ever happened they have like these would decimate them basically and there's also a lot of staff that's like there as well. Um, they formed a line um, in a very, very, they haven't taken like outwardly hostile stances or actions, but it just seems like that they've made a line to sort of stop you guys from progressing forward and to keep an eye on you. And so um, there's a person sort of speaking at the top of the crowd on top of the podium that's sort of like, going through a lot of the things talking about how like everything that's been happening isn't fair that you should be afforded more rights in this circumstance and you're gonna die without them basically um there is a tenseness to this crowd there's like a lot of people those that are here can feel that like a lot of people want a lot more than what's going on and it feels like this something has to happen because there's a lot of people here that are very frustrated. What do your characters want out of this? Why have you attended? Carmen's fucking sick of this shit. I was told to. You also, um, Cassidy, you do not see your assistant manager here. I kind of assumed. I would rather you be have, at home. You have not heard myself. very much from her. Yeah. yeah. Though Cassidy and Lucas's symptoms are very minor at this point, 
I think, um, Carmen's. You've, you're a bit more severe. So occasionally you do get some coughing fits at this point, but. <clears throat> yeah. As you're amongst this crowd, um, the energy picks up after a bit, and you can almost feel like that a lot of the crowd, especially at the front of the line where the security members are, um, it feels like they're trying to push against the line that they formed. What what do you where do you three want to be? Do you want to be at that front line? Yes. Are you sharing in that resentment? Yes. Or would you be farther back observing? So. I would be observing. I don't want to get too close to other people. I'm already sick. Get fucked, robots. Okay, so Carmen's going up front. What about Lucas? Where's Lucas? Falling? Lucas has has um, <clears throat> further retreated into the um, into the camera. Like he's just he's walking around filming everything, like as though it serves to distance him from the weirdness that, that reality has become. So he's gonna he's gonna get right up in there, and you know he's he's okay. He wants the the, the film to be right in the center of these things. Mm, Lucas, get the fuck away from me. Well, I'm Lucas, not filming you. You're you're at the front line. You're not. I know. I <laughs> wanted to say that earlier, no. so I'm saying okay. it now. Um, Carmen, what kind of energy do you bring to the front line? Um, I would just say lots of anger, would you be like screaming at the security. I think so. Yeah. Okay. She's um, going to be in the front and screaming at the big robots. So the line that's been formed is the big security robots are kind of like the front row. And then just sort of a step behind them is where the humanoid members are. Some, You know from experience that sometimes the security is like they're human. Sometimes they're synthetic. It's mm -hmm. hard to tell when they're fully decked out. Because even like... There's some synthetics that it's easy to tell that they're synthetic being. Some, like Wilford, are very hard to tell that they're synthetic because there's a lot of money put into their bodies. The security robots are kind of going through um, a recycled line where they're like, maintain the peace, stand down. This is sort of the thing that's kind of going on. Um, you can see that there's a lot of equipment on these robots. Um, it looks like there's like canisters and tubes. You're not exactly sure the function, like maybe um, anti-riot gears on them. Um, but as the crowd sort of surges towards them and um, is trying to push against them, against this line that they've formed, they're like, you must stand down. Do not make hostile actions. You must stand down. Do not make hostile actions. Uh, Carmen, is there anything special you do, or...? She's gonna start chanting, The synthetics made us sick! The synthetics made us sick! Okay. Try and get um, a crowd chant going. Uh, give me an empathy roll. Surprisingly, that's her highest score. Oh, no! no. <laughs> 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 um... Increase your stress level by one, and then give me a panic check. 
Let's see how severe you get. 12. I think I went catatonic last time I rolled a 12. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm gonna say that you get way into it. And there is like, you start to hear a lot of that echo in the back of around you as like people are picking up that chant. And as it sort of builds up, you feel a surge of adrenaline as you try to push too far, you press against trying to whatever you can do. Reason is sort of lost you in this moment, but you try to grab at one of the security robots equipping what the thing is, and you can see the head just sort of turns, and it's still repeating the phrase, um, back down, do not make hostile actions. You. And as like that last sentence gets said, it kind of feels like there's a glitch in the head, and the head turns a bit sideways. You almost hear a gurgle sound coming from the security robot, and you just see oil start to like leak out of the side of the head. That is where it's sort of turned in the thing, and in a different voice, it just goes. Resist not all will be one as its hand goes forward and grabs you in your chest. Um, you can make an agility check. Okay. Oh, I got one success and two panic. Okay, uh... I'm gonna say you're already in a state of panic, and because you rolled two panic dice, that outnumbers your successes, so I'm gonna say okay. you're... you do not succeed. Sounds good. In this moment, as the robot grabs you by the chest, this large hand that it's not like a human hand, it's like a robot, like, pingers, right? It's four uh, fingers um, around a circle that sort of grab you and contract. And it sort of starts saying louder, RESIST! As it just crunches in, you feel an intense amount of pain as the fingers press in, cutting into your body, and cut into you from down your shoulders and up into your torso killing you as your body just <laughs> and there's screams that erupt as violence happens uh, you can see for those observing in the back um, things start being thrown screams are shouted across the hallway and some securities start trying to engage and like diffusing the situation, but you can see other security members start shooting into the crowd. Um, there is a midst of chanting and screaming as people start to run. Others run towards the thing. Um, Cassidy, what are you doing in this moment? 
You know that scene in the movie The Birds? I believe it's The Birds, where she's just got her hands on her head and she's fucking screaming her head off? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Lucas. I'm like totally what? just gone to pieces at this point, so upset that I'm sick that mm -hmm. everything else is poof. Lucas, are you still filming? Yes, it's just like a very Cloverfield thing. It's like, oh Jesus, and it's a very shaky handheld of everything that's going okay. on around. Um, there's like people running past you, and you feel a hand on your shoulder, and someone says, Lucas. Do you turn to see who it is? Yes, I do. Um, you can see that it's PB. He's got like a mask up, and he's got like a hood over him, like PJ? this, right? Yeah, PJ, right? And he's kind of like, we have to get out of here, Lucas. The... <sighs> he sounds like not great. Um, we can't stay here. PJ, where the hell you been? Um, as you say that, you can see that like somebody like brushes past him, and the hood gets revealed. Um, what was covering his half of his face is now open. You can see a large chunk of his face has been ripped away, skin exposed, almost in some spots the bone has been shown, and his eye is just um, empty from where it was. You can see like a red glow back in the socket there behind as he just goes, we need to get out of here. And his like grip on your shoulder intensifies. What do you do? Oh, sweet shit. I try to turn the camera on him. Did he get you? Did he get a hold of you too? We need to get out. Get this No, like, go away, PJ. He's trying try to pull to, you away from this. I'm trying to resist and get his hand off my shoulder. Uh, give me a strength check. Two panics. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say you you try to like pull away and you slip and fall. Your hand carrying the camera sends the sends your phone soaring, you completely lose track of where it lands in the oh, crowd. Shit, no, you fall on your back okay. and you you hit your head real hard on the floor behind you. Everything starts to ring. You're just it's like the aftershock when like an explosion happens um everything starts to seem slowed down and all the sounds are intensified before you realize it you you notice that you're being dragged um you have enough registration to see that pj is dragging you somewhere as people run past okay the fuck i can't pj my camera No, stop, let go of me. <laughs> I try to like kick his hand off me. Um You can make another strength check, but you need two successes. Easy peasy. And each panic will counteract the success. Three successes, one Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um not fully aware your body is acting on instinct you manage to buckle away his hand as you kick it you see it contorts to a weird angle and let's go goes limp and he just goes we need to get you somewhere safe lucas as you can see the crowd like surges past and 
you're not sure if he gets like swept away in some of the crowd or people just sort of step over you but like you you narrowly dodge like people running over you trampling occasionally you feel yourself getting kicked um but then like that initial surge of the crowd goes by and you sort of look up you don't see pj but you do see the line of where the fighting is happening as there is this odd conflux of violence going on um it's all swirling in your head and it's hard for you to make out the exact sounds everything's just like to you from the smack you took to the back of your head but you can see that it looks like some of the security robots are fighting one another at this point um some security are shooting at other security some are shooting at the protesters um it's just devolved evolved into melee at this point and you're not sure what's going on um you can see cassidy is one of the people who've been left standing who's just awestruck in the moment um but you're still extremely disoriented from what just happened your mask has been knocked off i want to keep as low as i can and start in a panic looking around for my camera because I've documented this whole thing up to this point on my camera. You can give me like a, I need to get it back. You can make a wits check, but it's going to require multiple successes. Alright. I say that I spot him and I'm like, you! I know you! And I like run over just because it's a human connection. Mm-hmm. One success um, panic. Yeah, you can see that there as the initial shock of what just sort of happened as you saw someone quad sected <laughs> i guess i don't know if that's the proper way of saying it but you just saw someone like crushed from a large mechanical hand and the the initial shock and your flight and flight your fight or flight instincts start to pick in as that adrenaline pumps through you you start to turn around you see that there's a few stragglers and you see Lucas there is like fumbling around the ground looking for something you can tell he looks a bit dazed um his toque has been knocked off or beanie I guess you don't call them toques there um beauty eh? you hmm? I said beauty eh? take off it's a toque <laughs> yeah but um yeah you can see him sort of wandering around and you recognize him from a few encounters you've had in the past with him what are you, are you looking for? My, my camera. I lost, I lost my camera. It's, oh, shoot. It's got all of this on it. I gotta find it. I gotta find it. Alright, I'm like... We can come back for it. No, no, you don't understand. Uh, this, this whole time, I got everything fucking on that thing. And I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta finish this. Cassidy, you can hear the rumbling of something loud coming towards your direction. It sounds like one of the large security robots are coming towards you. We have to get out of here. You go, go, go. I gotta find my You're camera. You're not gonna I gotta recover get this. that camera get this. if you die. I gotta fucking get this. All right, I run. Cassidy, make an agility check. You, there is a mess of noise going on, but you distinctly hear something large coming up behind you, and as you're trying to argue with Lucas, you have enough time to turn around as you hear the sound come towards you, and you look behind you, and you just see 
there is one of the security, um, large security mechs. It looks like something has broken a large part of its chest chassis open, uh, probably from some violence it encountered. But there is this black ooze just seeping down the side of the creature from where it's been broken open. And it's like at an awkward, unnatural angle. And as you turn, its hand comes out and catches you by your head. And it just goes, oh, we'll be one before it slams you into the ground and Cassidy is killed. Crunch. And um, Lucas, I need you to make a panic check. Okay, you're terrified. Mm-hmm. You, s- yeah. Um, Cassidy's head crunches into them, into the concrete floor right in front of you, and sprays you viscera. You have to run. Shit. All thoughts of your phone have left your head. All right, I take off. Okay, give me an agility check. One success. Uh, you can see the hand of the robot lets go of Cassidy and starts to wind up grabbing for you. You roll just in time to dodge it. You bounce up and start bolting away from the violence. continues as you keep running farther and farther as you think you put yourself away from that you start to hear another areas in the wall pick up and noise violence you're not sure exactly what's happening there's a panic that dwells inside of you as you realize a lot of places are quickly becoming unsafe where do you go I'm going to head back from my apartment. Okay. Larry. Yes? (laughs) How do we tie up your character? Just a friendly NPC that exists on the on the ship forever, never dying, always living, always working. I think, I think your day continues away from the immediate violence, but you hear. I guess because it's not necessarily a concern to you in the same way that it would be dehuman. You hear incidents of protests break out and violence, but. You continue about your day. You gotta run the shop after all. And Their concerns are not mine unless they're here to buy something. It doesn't bother me at all. Mm-hmm. And as you get to your point where you uh, retreat back to your little room to recharge for the night, give yourself that one hour break. Um, the last thing you as you start to shut down before all your systems sort of go offline, 
the door opens slightly and you see PJ walk in an eye missing but a red glow behind it and that's when your vision disappears sounds good to me and Lucas you return back to your apartment and you do you lock yourself up what do you do absolutely I lock the uh, I lock the door bolt whatever however securely I can get that door locked I'm gonna lock it up okay I assume it's like a sliding door or something some sort mm -hmm. of space age thing can't really barricade it but it's pretty secure for what it's worth okay and there is there is reports of violence that have broken out um it's downplayed mm -hmm. the system administration is trying to make it sound like it's under control and there's what you've seen does not match up with the story that they're trying to tell um you've probably never seen violence like that before and the day goes by where you keep yourself safe in your room and you start to hear sounds coming from outside other sounds of violence people screaming from other rooms the room right next to you one night as you're trying to get back to sleep you just hear a blood-curdling scream and then nothing but then the next morning you just hear scratching on the wall scratching scratching and i think we'll leave it there as chaos falls upon the apollo and they'll be it wow So I assume Haley is left. Haley's folks are still here. They're flying out tomorrow, so she's hanging out with them. No, but she said she had a reservation. Oh, uh, yeah, we have dinner at seven, which it's only. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, she said five. Okay. <laughs> okay, but um, I don't know. Uh, who's? Mara's here. She's okay. having dinner. <laughs> so Haley, we'll back as we wrap out. Uh, do you want me to try and grab her back? Yeah, let's 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 wrap up. We're done. So Amara just dropped. <laughs> we could wrap up like this. <laughs> I think that's fine. Because Amara, because Haley's got to reset up. I don't know if she shut her whole her whole stream deck down. There's Amara. Oh, there we go. Weird. I accidentally wow. hung up when I like. Oh, guns. Mm -hmm. so. But yeah, if if she joins us, but um, yeah, that was fun. I'm glad that that worked out like that. It was fun. I had a blast. Thank you, John. I am tired, but mm -hmm. it was really fun. It was really unique. Yeah. It was an experiment. It was trying out new things. And, it was um... incredibly successful. Okay. So I know, I assume we don't know, because we don't know what happens to Lucas ultimately. Was Larry taken offline? or We don't know what happens to Larry either. Larry exists on the Apollo forever now. Fucking PJ. <laughs> Larry, Larry will be improved. Larry 
<laughs> Who knows? Larry deserves to be completed. He has Larry might work. get his raise. Oh yes, he's going to be improved. Get that fifteen cent raise, Larry. We're gonna we're gonna use we're gonna use this uh, Magic the Gathering lingo to be completed because that's right. I'm not being subtle. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't know if Phyrexia exists here in this plane of existence or not, so there's no way of knowing for sure. Maybe Larry and Holly Ray will hook up at the end. And ah, the romance. There you go. You know me. I'm Rule the galaxy. No. Uh, no. Uh, Larry, Larry fights Geiger Pilot at some point. It's a space battle. <laughs> That's what happened to Geiger. Yeah. <laughs> Geiger so was. Is, is Haley going to come back or not? No, she's not. She's just hanging out. Okay. Apparently. Um. But anyways, um. I guess that sucks that we don't have her. But um. That was fun. I don't know if there's anything you guys want to tack on before we finish our session. Do you have any questions about anything that happened? And you, I sounds like you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I had a great time. time. I'm dead, so I don't have any questions. <laughs> I kind of, <laughs> I kind of got you killed. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Hey, we, we have to wrap it up somehow. So yeah. My, yeah. my panic got you killed. Well, I mean, it's eight thirty you know. your time, seven thirty my time. Josh brought me mm -hmm. leftover pizza, ranch, fried chicken. Nice. Good um, shit. It was cool. It was cool getting to explore. The yeah. beginning of what we already experienced last time, and like I said, it was I... really, really unique and different the way you ran it. I liked it. Mm -hmm. Loved the amount of role play that was necessary for this. This mm -hmm. was awesome. I was very happy to play a character that I, I love very much for something that is not. I exactly loved related. that. It was so stinking <laughs> cute. Now I have to go back and watch some videos. You have to watch. I, I posted a bunch I in the chat. I love them It's an amazing show. I can't. I can't it explain is. it, but beautiful. The, the character is basically just everything in the town and there's one episode where he quits and the whole town falls into apocalypse because the one guy that does all the jobs decides just to quit and nobody does the work so it's like that one it guy that's indispensable and they yeah. like abuse him until he leaves oh yeah no it's definitely that it's always been that Lee, you had a question you wanted to ask wilford no it was about how he if he's a synthetic being where to get his flesh from oh yeah oh That's well good. i think you saw it's first time experience where it came from yes there you go. i did yeah <laughs> okay. i would know at least god damn poor pj wilford got or pj wilford got to pj right that's uh, that's what i assume well when he yeah. said he checked in on pj it kind of all came together yeah yeah <laughs> damn did you like that picture that was, was awesome. yeah that picture was fucking dope that was very dude cool. your sister is incredible we gotta we gotta post that somewhere to mm -hmm. uh the website the or tweeter. something the twitter our twitter is is almost non-existent but that's true okay. well i mean it's it's uh musk's twitter now oh it's true it's it's a billionaire uh dumb bad dumb asses to play thing now <laughs> oh yes I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm sitting front row seats to watch it all burn down. I can't wait. Yeah, same. I have my phone's been blown up on Twitter actually all goddamn night. There's a tornado outbreak happening right now. Oh shit. Yeah, um, they'll be fine. It's not a bad For thing. the sake of the stream, I think we can call it there. Yeah. We can definitely hang out afterwards, right? And talk, but. Um, if you're in the Gulf, there you go. Be safe. Be safe. If, you're <laughs> pushing product. if you're near your local comic book shop, buy our comic book. It's so dope. Fuck Look at that. Yeah, My friends is. made that. Yes. 
Lee and I created this by chopping block. There are four variant covers. Collect them all. Get them all. Spend all your money. And for our streams, we hopefully will have something on Monday, but we're still figuring out the logistics of it works fine. It is Halloween. It is Halloween, so things it make like a little It works for me, and I'm the one with a kid. So. Yeah. We we want to do something on Monday, but we might not, but hopefully we will. And I think that's pretty much it we have until next DIA. I believe we're doing yeah. um, Wednesday um, Cthulhu, the, the final uh, Cthulhu for a while. Okay, yeah. sure. So we are doing something this coming week on that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that'll be it. And um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do something again for next Halloween. I don't know if it's going to uh, be a poll again or something. something again. Make this a trilogy. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, right. thanks. That was a blast. Thanks. thanks that everybody. was fun. Bye, everybody.